Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of the Iron and Soul podcast. Um, it's been a couple weeks since our last episode. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm super excited today. Actually, I'm not excited. I'm a little nervous. We're um, actually going to flip the script today. Um, I'm I am going to get interviewed by um, my sensei or whatever instructor he is, um, Matt Thompson. And I'm also going to be grilled by newly purple belted. Is that how you said it? Newly... Newly yeah, promoted. promoted purple belt. Do you say belted though? Belted. You could say belted. Belted. It's weird. Belted. It's weird yeah. if you're also not whipping though. We'll have to ask Trevor if that's the correct term. We we, we should ask Trevor, and then we could still <laughs> will correct us. Belt, belt, Beth with the belted thing. I don't know. Anyways, Beth Potter's here, and they're gonna ask. They're gonna flip it and ask me some questions about our. Well, I guess about jujitsu and um, our competition this um, last weekend and exciting news. We're all three negative on our COVID test. So, <laughs> <clears throat> oh, my throat's sore a little bit Tommaso. What do you think I have COVID? Um, so yeah. All right, guys, I'm going to hand it over to you. Remember, it's just a, just a conversation. You so don't be so rigid. Just a conversation. <laughs> so don't be rigid. We're not rigid, bro. We're introverts. I know. That's so why true. we had to take two of us to take down one. Extra. I know. <laughs> two to take down one <laughs> to fill Shit. to fill the conversation void. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> so true. All right. All right. So I just wanted to like tell us about your background, just a little bit. Like um, I thought about like starting off with that and maybe like working to way towards like your jujitsu journey and uh, stuff like that. So like where you grew up and um okay. So I grew up in Newton, Kansas, which is outside of Wichita. Um about 17,000 people. Um mom and dad, got a sister. She's 5 years older. She's a veterinarian and owns a badass clinic in Wichita right now. Um I oh god, I hope my parents don't listen to this. Um <laughs> So I fell in love with um, Bruce Lee at a young age. Okay. Like really was into karate. Bruce Lee f saw the Karate Kid in the movie theater, just like loved it and always wanted to do a martial arts. Did you just do the hand thing? Are you watching Cobra Kai? Oh, I thought you did this. Karate Kid, like big fucking deal. <laughs> Beth, Beth thought she was on another podcast. <laughs> uh, yes, I've, I'm, I'm in love with Cobra Kai. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. And uh, geek out to that. So um, I'm actually kind of sweating here. I'm a little nervous. I've never been on the <laughs> other side of this. Once um, we ask about Jill and your relationship, we know you'll get like flush. Yeah. <laughs> so true. Um, and then we moved to a different town and I asked my mom, she put me in karate and the only karate they had was that like a Y at like Saturdays on Saturdays for like a little bit. So I went to that for a little bit. Yeah. I wrestled for a little bit as a kid. Um, and then Sorry, mom and dad, but they never put any like emphasis on sports. Mm -hmm. So if I wanted to do anything, it was always my idea. Like I had to go, okay, I need want to go out for this or I want to go out for football or I want to do this. So I was always trying something new football. I dove for a little bit and then I got into lifting weights and mountaineering in in uh, college. Okay. So I started lifting weights about 18 to train for mountaineering and backpacking and things like that. And then, um, I saw the f 
second UFC Live on pay per view. Yeah. Um, it's I believe it's the one that um that uh Hoist Gracie went forever and ever and ever and ever and ever like just it wouldn't end. And that's when I fell in love with jujitsu. Was that was that in Colorado where they did that? They were both in, yeah, the first and the second one in Colorado. And so I fell in love with jujitsu then. But living in Kansas, there was no no jujitsu. Yeah. And then traveling all over, and then came back and settled, and then just always wanted to do it, mm-hmm. but just it was nothing around here. Yeah. Um. And then life, right? Life, and then. Came back, it came back around in my brain. Oh, I want to say 2012. Just started really just popping into my just head. Just so everyone knows, how old are you now? I am 47 years old. I am old as fuck. That's <laughs> uh, why so I crossed out like my birth date <laughs> on the COVID test before I posted on Instagram. It's like people's driver's license. Like yeah. you put like 175 yeah. in high school. <laughs> oh shit. So true. Um, and, and then um, I saw you guys. Well, there was another one I think that popped up for just a little bit. Yeah. Was it Lawrence Jiu Jitsu? There that was you? a couple, I think, like a couple different websites. Yeah. And, and Trevor then, had one because he did it at one location. So I don't know what their website said. There was a place across the river. That's okay. all I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Existed. And I was just like, ah, I don't know. And then um, Jax, this is a funny story. So Jax, my, our youngest, um, at a young age, said he wanted to be an assassin. Just, that's that's what he that wanted to do. That makes sense. That makes sense. He wants to be an assassin. And I said, okay, so you have to go to the special forces. You have to do all this stuff to become an assassin. And I said, you also have to take jujitsu. So I stuck him in jujitsu with you guys. So, and then. He's doing really well. Realized that I needed to do it too. Or just decided to do it. Quit being a. And then life changed, right? Like I quit yeah. my fucking job and. Got another one. Got another one. And. <laughs> Did this. Yeah. That's kind of the, did you compete in sports at all? Aside from jujitsu, like you did powerlifting competitions. Yeah. Or? I did a couple, one powerlifting competition. Um, I ran a marathon. Like I've always done, tried to do some type of competition. Okay. So I ran a marathon, you know, I did the football and, um, diving. So I like competing. I've always been competitive. Okay. You did competitive diving. Uh huh. Yep. Did you have to wear Speedos? I did. I was on the swim team, so I didn't know if divers wore the same thing. Yeah. You want to know? Did you swim, Beth? No. Uh, <laughs> do you know how to swim? Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, I grew up like on the coast. My grandfather had a place on the lake. Okay. I, can, I can swim. I'd like to okay. swim. I don't. Which coast? The right coast. <laughs> the... <laughs> <laughs> so in, in high school, um, our diving coach was, uh, her name was Kim Staley and she had just graduated college. So she's like 22. Yeah. We're all mm. young. Huh? And she would wear, um, really short shorts to, um, practice. And we'd all be in the pool and we'd all be looking up like this. There were times where everybody would look at you. I'm not getting out of the pool. Are you going to say, not out the pool. are you going to say that about me in 10 years about Nogi? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get your hand off my dick, Josh. <laughs> I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, bro. Sorry. You signed the waiver. Thought that was a peanut. <laughs> 
So yeah. let's see. So that's a little bit about your background. And then um, when did you get your first tattoo? Because you have a <laughs> Oh, shit. Um, so I got my first tattoo. So my grandfather had a, what is called a cupid doll on his um, forearm. Uh-huh. And I was, as a kid, I was just in love. And it was blown out by then, right? Yeah, like, like it all green and out. weird yeah. and... Um, so I fell in love with that at a young age, five, six, and then he died when I was, I think seven, seven or eight. And I always, that always imprinted in my brain. I always wanted a tattoo. Okay. And so then, um, <laughs> my parents said to me, specifically my mom, if you ever get a tattoo, you will not be welcome in this house. So then you're going to have to get a tattoo. So then it was, it was fucking <laughs> <Right>. on. Right. <laughs> And so I didn't get one until I was 21, though. And I got this. um, Me and my friend, Chad, who's owner of Rudy's Pizzeria and then we're business partners in the tattoo shop. um, We decided to go get tattooed in Topeka. And I was like, oh, fuck. I always wanted a son. Mm -hmm. So I drew up this son myself. Like Mm -hmm. he's like, I don't know, like some type of round lid to draw one part. And then got it inside and then took it to the tattoo artist. And said, so this is what I want. And he said, okay. And didn't redraw it. He didn't do anything to it. He just stuck it on my arm where I wanted it and tattooed it. Now it's covered. So yeah. Cause I, I need to get the, so many people through. get their first one covered yep. like years later. Totally covered. Yep. So yeah. So after that, then, uh, you went, so after like high school and all that, when did you go to college? I went to college right away. So I first went to, um, so back in 92 in Kansas, all you had to do was take the ACT. That's it. You didn't you have the to. The ACT? Huh? The ACT. The ACT. Did you take. The, what did you I take? I took the SAT. I thought. Oh, I thought the that's ACT an East Coast. Super, I thought. I mean, I guess maybe because it was super new on the East Coast or whatever. But like, I don't know anybody that took the ACT until like kids that graduated a few years ago yeah so the act from my understanding is kind of a more at the beginning was more of a midwest deal and the and the east coast and west coast took sats right and really if you were going to go to like a ivy league you took the sat back in my day not like harvard went to ivy league school oh i know harvard nerd fucking nerd man (laughs) jesus her and Nick. Nick went too to Harvard, right? Yes, he did. He totally went to Harvard. Oh, man. Um, so I just had to take it. And then I just eeny, meeny, miny, mowed it. Uh-huh. And ended up at K-State for a semester. And then hated that because I was punk rock and didn't want to be there. So I came to KU and was here. And then I fucking hated college yeah. first. I hated it. Just the academic part? Or? Yeah, I just did. I couldn't. I mean, my brain was. I mean, if to be honest, like as a male, your brain doesn't stop developing and it's really hard to study and stuff as a male, like before 24. Yeah. And it's just hard. And, and I was never really great at school. So yeah. I just, I just didn't do very well and I didn't like it. So I decided I'd quit and I was going to, um, I got my EMT at Johnson County oh, and yeah, I was, yeah. and I was going to be a wilderness, um, EMT dude. So I went and started doing mountaineering and backpacking and lived in Colorado and Alaska and, what was your okay. first, like, uh, when you went to college, what was your degree planning? Did you um, change or, or did you have, like, a... My first round, I was going to do, like, sociology or okay. or anthropology. Um, and then I just, like, I don't... I had to stop. 
Yeah. Yep. And then you did counseling or no, you got your oh, undergraduate religion. in religion. religious studies, buddy. Yeah, how, right. You forget. I know. There's that's how we bonded, man. <laughs> got the same fucking undergraduate degree. That's how you bonded. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, oh, I just tell you what you want to hear. I know. <laughs> Damn it. Yep. So what did you, did you like studying religion? Oh yeah. I've always, I've always, um, I've not been religious. I mean, I grew up being an Episcopalian, um, but which is Catholic light. Yeah. Um, but then I, realized that there was there's not the christian god right in my yeah. opinion yeah, yeah um about 10 and so then i just kind of started questioning everything and looking and and so i've always been interested in history and yeah. religion and i've always been interested in people's uh, trying to figure out where they came from that story like why is that mm-hmm. what is that need to know where you come from and where you go yeah when you die like what is that why do we need that so bad and why do we have to have weird stories about it? Sounds like anthropology, bro. Right? <laughs> that, but that's so true, right? Like, why? Why do we have to, Why does that Beth mean so much to us? She knows all that stuff. Because people look for meaning and they just see meaning in things. Right. It helps us feel connected and shit. Connected and it's to also, what? Well, to each other. So it's culturally like beneficial, right? Um, because our our social structures are a lot of what help us survive. As humans, like, physically, we're a shitty adaptation. Other than, like, distance running, we suck at everything physically. So it's our cultural adaptations, for the most part, that have helped humans, like, survive and succeed as a species. But but at what point in that evolution, right? There was before we could talk or do anything else, we didn't, we didn't sit here and go, hmm, I wonder where I come from because I had to fucking eat. So... Why, at some point that shifted part of it i mean we know that like things like hunting magic are super old right and so part of it is probably tied to things like that and like trying to maximize success in that way um and i mean religion goes back really far pretty mm-hmm. much anytime you like have evidence of people burying their dead egyptians at that point Oh, well, before that, Neanderthals are religious. Yeah. Neanderthals had religion. Are they? Did they? Yeah. What was their religion? We don't know, but a lot of the treatment of their dead indicates that there's absolutely something ceremonial and religious about that. Who did that? Did they have cave cave paintings, Neanderthals? Did they do any, like, Neanderthals have art. Art? There's absolutely art. Um, There was a recent stuff... um, where somebody found jewelry made out of like eagle talons and shit. It's pretty baller. I could see Josh doing that. I could. I was just about to say you're trying to connect with your people. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> like gigantic dome of yours. <laughs> There's definitely oh. Neanderthal in there. <laughs> we could paint fucking things on that forehead over there. <laughs> we, should, we should do some art. It's like cave art. Yeah. <laughs> I'll buy you guys some finger paints. All right. Thanks. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I just, it's just interesting to me that people have that need. And I'm not saying I don't, it's just not in a religion. It's not, it's, it's, it's more of like, what is it? What is, what is the universe trying to do more? You know, more of that, like spiritual, like why are, why is it so big and we're so small and meaningless, like we're really meaningless in the in the green scheme of things. Oh, for sure, yeah. Like it means nothing to be an ant on this planet, and yet 
somehow we're connected in strange ways and things are weird. So like with your background in religion and stuff, do you see like a, any connection with jujitsu? Cause you've been training for just over a year now. Mm-hmm. So would you say like you see any like theme or philosophy or any thoughts that connect with jujitsu at all? Cause a lot of like ancient people that had to like kill other people with their hands, hand to hand combat, they had to develop like kind of like a different mental attitude. And sometimes it was tied into like Taoism or Buddhism. I think I, th- that's a, that's a fucking great question. Actually. I think that's still developing like what that, what jujitsu and that kind of meaning is for me. I think it's still really, I know really young. I know that, um, I've always for, I don't know if it's the way I was raised. I don't know being, uh, you know, in recovery for drugs and alcohol, that Mm -hmm. idea of suffering. Mm -hmm. Like I put, even when I work out at home, I, 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 I try to, most of the time try to suffer. Yeah. Right. So I don't know if it's has to do with that. Like I needing to find something inside after suffering or like getting to that spot to where someone else has murdered you basically over and over again Mm -hmm. to just be okay with life. I have, I haven't, I haven't, it's, it's on that path, but I haven't figured out exactly what it is yet. Yeah. It's not, it's not traditional. Like I'm a Buddhist and I can kill people and, but yet I'm, a sure. kind, peaceful person or whatever, you know, it's more of, yeah. That's what I always wondered. Cause like, I mean, I th- because you have a background in religion, like it helps you, you know, you have a better understanding of that stuff. Mm-hmm. It I definitely mean, keeps me centered. Yeah. Right. Like different than anything has before uh-huh. that like I need it like more so than I've ever needed like weights or thing like that. Like, Go and it, but it also has to do with community. Like yeah. I was telling Jill this, and I don't know if we're gonna, if this is gonna be one of your questions, but I've, but she's an introvert, mm-hmm. and I'm an extrovert. Right, we know. We know. <laughs> and you know, uh, <laughs> and and having a background, this is actually it ties into the religion thing. If you think about religion, it's about community, right? Right. Really, yeah, it's about for sure. that common piece, yeah. and that's what that I love about jujitsu that I, what I love about our school, that community, Mm -hmm. that peace that, um, that we get there. And that's what I need. Like I need those people Mm -hmm. and it could be anybody, (laughs) you know I mean? I love the the people there, but it's like, I found my home. I was telling Jill on the drive. I was like, I tried to find it in CrossFit. Didn't Mm -hmm. work there. I've tried to find it in different places. Didn't work there. And I feel like I found it Mm -hmm. finally. Like, my people. Yeah. Right. Like she, I was like, Jill, we're driving. She's like, I was like, you're going to laugh and you're going to roll your eyes and you're going to tell me to get over myself. Yeah. But I get to be around people that are, that are the same as me up here. Like some of us carry guns. Yeah. I've always wanted to carry a gun. Yeah. You know, I think it's, it's one of my values, you know? So I have people that are very like that common interest. For so sure. it makes me feel like I'm not alone out there much anymore. Yeah. And I think too, like jujitsu schools are such a melting pot. So you probably have people like within the school, we've definitely had people that were anti-gun, but I think like, Oh sure. You'll meet people with, I mean, it's so diverse. Like you will meet people that have uh, something in common with you. Yeah. You know? So it's like, there are people of course like carry guns or, and we have, you know, law enforcement and stuff like yeah. the military. 
and stuff like that. But, but it, it's always very diverse. Most jujitsu schools tend to be like super diverse. And they're gonna they're gonna be some people that are anti gun, yes, but they're not. But we're still gonna have the same understanding. Yeah. Right. Jujitsu or or whatever. So it's not like they're not gonna shame me for liking that. Well, I think it's helpful that like you're also all coming in with like you already have a bond established. And so for like dealing with people who do have very different views than you, I think it's a super fucking healthy way to mm-hmm. do that because like you're already invested in the relationship right? from the get go. Yeah. I think just my tools that I brought, I guess just getting along with people gets, you know, gets me along with anybody, mm-hmm. most, most anybody. Yeah. So when you first started jujitsu, um, like what were your expect- expectations and thoughts coming into it compared to like, was it like you thought it would be, or is it different now? Like your understanding of it, like your kids did it. So you're like, I kind of want to try it. You talked about like martial arts, you always wanted to do it. And then did you have an idea like, Oh, it'll just be like wrestling or were you like, did you think you would see like a deeper meaning? Or how has your like perception of it changed since from when you didn't know anything about it, you know, cause you hadn't trained before. Um, so that's an interesting question. Cause I knew a lot about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like on the surface, on the surface, right. um, didn't know what it was like to be trained except for like rolling around with Jack's a little bit. Yeah. Like he'd show me stuff mm-hmm. at the house. And, um, I honestly think today, I don't think I came with any expectations okay. other than, I wanted to, like, I wanted that suffering. I needed yeah. to, I needed, I was going through some really hard shit at the time when I came into the school uh-huh. and I needed my ego put in check and not because my ego was in a bad spot, but I needed to know that there was more mm. than just this thing that was happening to me yeah. that I was stuck in and that I couldn't fucking figure out why it was happening. So jujitsu came in at a time when I needed to not think about that and just die, I guess. I don't know what that was what i have noticed since starting since june it's been harder jujitsu yeah and i don't know and i don't mean harder physically but i think the people i roll with it's gotten harder and i think it's because they know that i'm staying so they can they continue to push me harder and harder and harder and harder and put me in bad you know that's, I think a lot of it too is like when someone first comes in, so you have one class and maybe you learn mount escapes. So if I get side control, I don't really need to smash you because you don't need to, you don't even know how to get out of it anyway. So mm-hmm. there's no point in me just like beating your ass from side control. But now you know the fundamentals pretty much from each position. So now I can give you that pressure or like some neon belly because you know the escape. Now you just have to implement it. And then you just go, don't tap, Man, I don't, don't tap, don't <laughs> tap. I remember the first time, one of the first times there was a time when he would do it and I tap. And then there was a time I remember in my brain that you did it and you go, don't tap. And you're like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to fucking tap. <laughs> well, Cause you like suffering. So yeah. I was like, most people don't like it so much. So I just want to see like how much you really like it. I'll, I'll take whatever you can give. <laughs> oh, I will. Calm down. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take that nipple in my mouth any day. <laughs> That's not suffering, though. You like that? I mean, not for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, suffering's definitely involved, like in jujitsu, and um, so 
when you signed up for your first competition? Like, were you nervous or because you, oh, you kind of yeah. like went up and down? Yeah, I mean, there's I'm kind of a sick fuck. So you're you were like you're doing this competition. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll do it. Right, like yeah. And then I did it, and then then there were times where like, oh fuck, what did I do? Now I've got to now I've got to walk the walk, right? Because I kind of have a talker. And not like I don't boost myself about jujitsu, but like I just talk a lot. So I don't want to, I want to go out there and do it. Yeah. And then to be honest, I was more nervous and Jill probably could attest to this because I was pretty quiet the week before. Mm-hmm. And when we work out, I was just kind of quiet in my own head because I was visual doing a lot. I do a lot of visualization, like how I wanted yeah. things to do. But I, once I got there, I wasn't. I mean, I was like nervous and I got uh, adrenaline, but mm-hmm. not like yeah. scared anxiety. Like what's it? I was like, like I don't just, know if I can step out. There yeah, it was. Know. It wasn't anything like that. Yeah, that's what Heidi had one question for you. She wanted to know like if you're um, like what you thought competition would be like would be uh, different than how it was for you. Like in your mind before it, you kind of seen, I mean, you've seen the kids compete and stuff like that. And then when it actually happened, like after your first match or second, like were you like now looking back and you, was it different than you thought it would be or? It was way harder than I thought it'd be. Really? Yep. Yeah. And when I say way harder, I trained, I felt like I trained really hard. You did. You were super consistent. And and I think my training partners pushed me really well, but there's a point where when you train with blue belts and above mm-hmm. and you're the only white belt for the most part, yeah, they don't give you everything, right? They just, they, they're, they can kill you over. So you, they, they don't give you a hundred percent. Yeah. So going up against another white belt that's giving their hundred percent, like murder. you're like, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Oh, okay. This is how it is. Yeah. So I had, that was a a quick shift I had to make in that first match. Yeah. I was like, Oh shit. Okay. It's on. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just different. So that was harder. And, and I had an adrenaline dump. So my like lungs burned. Oh yeah. And that's why I think still, I feel a little. Tomasa would tell you that's COVID. It's not, it's not, <laughs> maybe it is. Maybe, maybe I got a false positive or false negative. Or we all did. Yep. And so that's what was interesting too, is, is how much, um, that first match I was worn out for a second. I recovered quick though. I, I have to I'm impressed with, with my cardio on some, I thought my cardio was terrible after that, but then uh-huh. I was like, Oh, and you did regular age division yeah. yogi, right? Yeah. So they're like literally <laughs> half your age. Half, no doubt. Yeah. The one oh, guy yeah. I was like, that could be your kid. Like yeah. easy. Yep. And that one guy, one of the things that was surprising to me too, is the first guy I went up against was like, Oh my God, you were so fucking strong. Yeah. And I don't like, Cause I was like thinking this is tough yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and he was like, You're I like, thought this guy's it. strong. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you were so fucking strong. I was really surprised that I couldn't do any. Yeah. He was probably in his twenties. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he looked pretty young. Yeah. That was the other thing that, um, I'm really proud of myself about was uh-huh. doing that division yeah, at yeah. 47. I was a little concerned for you. That's and, a little tough for sure. And it, 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 would I do that again? No. 
Yeah. Would I probably do the master's thing, even though they didn't have my weight? Mm -hmm. Probably just because I'd go up and wait or either try to figure out how to cut less. You could lose weight. I'm whatever fatty. (laughs) (laughs) You already gained your 15 back. I'm still on the way down. (laughs) I woke up making dinner. So (laughs) (laughs) I woke up at two Oh two this morning. I was like so, 205. Yeah, whatever. He wasn't 205. <laughs> um, Dehydrated. So, yeah, I, was, I wouldn't do that age again, but I'm glad I did. It made me realize I can, I can handle myself with 20 and 30-year-olds on some level, you know, yeah. my belt. So, felt good. Beth, did you see any of Josh's rounds? I saw you smash heads. Yeah. That was, heads. I think that cracked. <laughs> cracked the crack around the, gym, or the arena. Yeah. Yeah, I saw I saw that. Um, I saw a little bit. I think of some of your nogi. Yeah. But I didn't. I didn't catch a lot of anybody's matches. You and I, part. I noticed were roughly at the same time on some of them. Like yeah. you were, I you'd be waiting to go, and I would be staging and going. And I saw one or two of your matches when I was waiting for. Yeah. One, so. Sometimes yeah. they stack the divisions like that too. It's like, because like when Heidi and I competed at the same event, a lot of times, like we'd want to coach each other. Cause we were like the only ones from our school there. And a lot of times, cause we're older, like we would go at the same time. So it's like, Oh yeah. So you and Beth are probably similar. Cause you did regular age division, right? Yeah. So Josh yeah, is doing the regular to. one. Yeah. You're yeah. a baby. How old are <laughs> oh. you? 29. Oh, you're not a master yet. Yeah. Well, so for IBJJF, I am. Are you? Oh. Yeah. Cause I was born in 90. But I'm still 29. So adorable. So AGF. Oh my god. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah, for AGF I'm adult, but for IBJJF I'm masters. That's awesome. So. So good. So in lines with that, and like your thoughts, do you think uh, jujitsu's like changed you at all? Oh, 100. percent In what way? Um, Well, first it's changed my face. As Zach pointed out. I know. I apologize to Jill. I'm like, I'm sorry. He's uglier. (laughs) And then after you got your laceration, she's like, can I come down? I'm like, yeah, come down. I'll talk to them so you can go back there. And I'm like, sorry, he's even uglier. (laughs) Did you go back out? Because you're afraid Matt would call you a pussy. I did not. I, um, (laughs) no, I wish that was, it was as as simple as that, but it's, it's not. Um, Zach pointed that out to me at dinner. Saturday night was like, Oh, what we're talking about. You've gotten better over the last year. They they're saying that to me. And then and Zach goes and uglier. <laughs> true, <laughs> Change true. your face. You definitely didn't get yeah. cuter. So having the cauliflower ears and then now this, I'll probably have a minor scar. Um, that's it. It has changed. As I continued on this journey of kind of like, as we all do of like trying to figure out what it all means and what it, what the, how we fit into the world mm-hmm. or the universe is, is for my journey. This has definitely changed a few things. It's fit in it. It's I'm more obsessed, which I've always been, but it, I don't give a fuck about much of anything else. Of the jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And like my job, obviously, like For I really sure. care about my, my people that I yeah. care about and my kids, but like, and Jill and Jill, I mean, okay, Jill, 
She's actually number one. Like, more than anything. I just wanted to get you in trouble yeah. for a second. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Um, but like, I just, I'm obsessed. Like that's what it's, I didn't think I didn't. That's the one thing I didn't think Yeah. would happen. I people would talk about it mm-hmm. and there was definitely a shift. It was June again, right? After we come out of the not being able to train, right? Having yeah, to train, I would, and I was resisting too. I was like, weights are my thing, uh-huh. lifting heavy things, blah blah. blah. Yeah. I was resisting, resisting, and then June came around. I just fucking surrendered. I was like, this is it. And you still lift and stuff, pretty. Yeah, quickly. yeah, I have to, um, to do that. I think, um, you know, we've chatted a little bit about like I really do feel like, um. This is going to sound strange that like there's a demon inside of me. Yeah. Just because of the shit I've been through in my life and stuff. And jujitsu is one of the, one of the first things in a long time Mm -hmm. that's really pushed it way down. Like it'll always exist for sure. Um, but not, it doesn't come out like it used to even when weights and being, it just, it's, it's just my, Demon may be asleep. Yeah. Still there, but asleep. And I think like a lot of people, cause like you said, like you experienced for yourself, but like you hear about it a lot. Cause like, uh, Joe Rogan, Jocko, like they talk about these things, like, you know, like some of those big podcasts, mm-hmm. but until you experience it, I think it's like, you know, you have to like understand it for yourself. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Jocko actually was one of the, like, I've been a big fan of his for a while. And, um, and I was listening to something coming home from North Carolina it was podcast or something. I can't remember if I was or his book and he was talking about jujitsu and I was like, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And I came in the next week. Mm-hmm. I was like, I remember I I'd be like, it. Hey bro, your kids are doing it. Are you going to try it? And you're like, Oh no. Yeah. Yep. Now we just got to get uh, your wife to do it. Oh dude. I don't know. She's so claustrophobic. But I don't know. I think if to talk to her. I don't, I don't, I don't want to like out people's shit, but like, Ron. <laughs> like I feel like he's right. chill about it. I said Ron. Ron. I think he's, right. I think he's chill about yeah. it, but I don't actually know. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's. I think that if I could get her to like do a class with like Beth and Heidi and just yeah. the and and not there be. I mean, she's like pretty high on the introvert thing too and i think being oh, in that too. class and like doing the, you know she has so many other things she has going on so it'd be like but if she could do like one class a week where it's just a few ladies i think she'd be down did we ever have just a women's class um did we've I done it do before one? it's just that the numbers were so low so at one yeah. time we're like when we look at like building the schedule we looked at doing a women's only and like heidi's done seminars and self-defense and stuff like that um heidi's big thing with like the self-defense seminars is that like we do them for free, but the big thing is like she does like so many people think like, Oh, I went to this thing. And so you went to this class or you get a certificate and then you think like, Oh, I'm like street proofed or whatever. (laughs) So her, the big concern, like she always explained to them, like um, the last one they did was through Athena's armor. Mm, uh, Yeah. That was just a couple years ago. Mindy. Mindy. Yeah. Yeah, And I forget where she trains out of now, but she was like runs that organization Mm -hmm. So they had like a forensic nurse in there that deals with like uh, sexual assault and, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, women that have been assaulted and she, you know, works through all of that. And then they had like um, some law enforcement specialist. But the big thing is, is that she explains to them like this is just kind of like 
an introduction. Like if you really want to like understand self-defense, like you need to actually train and have someone try to hold you down because mm. you know, as you like theory is great. You've watched, you know, you've watched a lot of jujitsu, but it's different when someone like gets neon belly on you for real. Like, or when you're yelling out in a match trap and roll and yeah. you have some, you know, tr- 250 pound kid on top yeah, of you 20 year old yeah. 20 year old and i'm fucking like okay it's fucking I'm different coach i'm trying i'm trying so hard <laughs> but i heard you yeah and heidi heidi also yeah. yelled it too she goes other side yeah. the side that you have the arm and leg trapped right. on I'm like all oh, right <laughs> just leverage bro yep <laughs> so i think she would do it like yeah. a sunday you know if she didn't if she could just feel comfortable and not that she doesn't feel good but you know what i mean i get so, it yeah and yeah it's a much lower stakes environment i think that like because i've i mean one of the places i trained used to have like a women's class mm-hmm. and like it's just smaller and like quieter yeah and chiller she is not a by any means not that beth's violent i'm not saying that well, I mean, a little. it's on but, the inside for beth but jill's jill's <laughs> like not that style of like she just doesn't think about that so i know that she would love it once she did it but i think it's her grappling in her brain of like that's not what i'm into yeah you know i'm not into that or martial arts or things like that that's josh's thing or whatever so but i knew if she would go and just had some time with some ladies on the mat she would love it yeah that's i mean i like it's interesting too because you have like you definitely have like someone like John Inman, collegiate wrestler. I mean, he's a superior athlete. I would like, totally beat his dad too. Yeah. Oh, so, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm sorry. Josh got cut, dude. <laughs> it would have been a good match. Well, there's always a rematch. Yeah. We'll do a rematch. And then you have like the nerdy guy, like Tommaso. I mean, like yep. physicist and all that. So I think like, even though you might not be like, Oh, that's not me. Like you don't know. Cause you just right. like, it's so diverse. I mean, some of the highest level guys are like, super nerdy you know what i mean they're not like a alpha athlete so nerdy so yeah. nerdy and so fucking nerdy it's it so nerdy and she's nerdy yeah and she's really strong which is really interesting too so and she's not flexible but she yeah. understands her body so i know that she'd be good she'd be good for her age at it so. yeah yeah i think like the biggest thing is like anybody that comes in with like any kind of like body awareness, like being able to like can actually control mm-hmm. what your body's doing yeah. and like not randomly be moving right. and unaware of it. Yep. You're she, fucking fine. Yep. So she'd be great. Just getting her in there. What do your kids think about you training now? Do they, are they like happy for, do they tease you at all? Oh, do they threaten to beat you up? Uh, yeah. Well, can they beat you up? Who's better? Otto and Jax <laughs> totally threaten to beat me up. Good for them. Grant, who is 18, is like, would you? He's he's still, I love him so much. So cute. He's like, hey, how was jujitsu today? It's good. What did you learn? I'm like, aw. I'm like, sometimes I'm like, I don't know what I learned because I'm just getting home. Like, <laughs> You're like, who's the parent? <laughs> um, but Otto is always like, oh, he was hoping for Saturday because uh-huh. we were going to roll together. Yeah. He's like, I was going to. I was going to kill you, dad. We can do that again. Yeah. Like have parents and kids come in. Yeah, that'd be it. Because like Beth just started um, helping out with the kids class, which is definitely. Yeah. Really <laughs> I think it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Never trust so. Heidi. 
<laughs> never yeah. trust Heidi. Never trust Heidi. <laughs> so true. <laughs> Kanye and anything. I know. Um, so they they think it's great. Yeah. You know. It's modeling, you know. A model. If they're going to do it. Have you bought any it. instructionals or anything? Yeah. No. I don't. I, do, I look on YouTube on a lot of stuff. Yeah. I spend. I try not. I can spend a lot of money lately. Yeah. So I'm going to probably have to spend it on that too. Christmas. So, I know. But I don't. But you know, like Zoom. Uh-huh. Remember the whole Zoom thing? Yeah. I don't learn very well. From video. From like. I learned by doing. It's okay. very different though. Like watching instructionals is very different than like the classes that we did on Zoom. Yeah. At least for me. Cause like the way that you watch instructionals is much different than like doing one move and then drilling it. Right. Yeah. It's very, it's more of like a deep dive in right. the techniques and you like watch it and then rewatch it. And then you like have notes and then you go to like open matter drilling class and drill the shit out of it on somebody. Uh, see, I don't like taking different. notes. I mean, you don't have to. I, okay. I, I Consider it part of suffering. Like, but I, I, I don't really take notes because I don't. But I'm really in love with the Machado brothers. Um, there's something about a dude that can kill you with one hand. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I like the way um, they speak about things. Mm-hmm. I, there's just something about like. There's no ego in their shit either. Not that any of the like any of the others have ego, but just I've, I've connected to Carlos and Jean Jacques just through YouTube, and I really like that. So I might get some of theirs if they have. Yeah, them. they do. I can't yeah. remember specifically. And it seems like their game fits my game a little bit. Yeah. Um, probably some instructionals. Yeah, usually I pick up one like occasionally, and just mm-hmm. like Beth was saying, like try to dive into like. Cause you know, like we'll teach half guard and then like three months later we might come back to it. Right. But the instructional, it's like eight hours of half guard. Right. And then could seem extreme, but you know, you're like, Oh, I could add that in or, you know, you just pick up a couple of things each time. I, I think too, like some of the stuff is like, you, you just were talking about the Dean Lister leg lock stuff. Or yeah. Whatever. He has a new one on, um, Keenan Cornelius's site. They just, I think it's jujitsu X. I think that's what it's called. But he had like Dean Lister and like some of those mm-hmm. specialists on there. And I'm I'm just getting into the like whole game. So like yeah. understanding what to do with the fucking legs is like kind of last not last on my list, but like it is for a lot of people. It's like whew, I don't you know. I mean I've gotten out of some stuff because of the shit you've taught me. Yeah. Someone's gotten me into tried and I've gotten out of it, but I don't I attacking the legs just doesn't seem in my wheelhouse right now. So we're all going to have to go to, uh, and Beth will be old enough by then next year. This time will be master's worlds. I'm in dude. Yeah. Dude, I'm in for whatever competitions I am. I don't know if this is a question either, but I'm fucking hooked on that whole competing thing. Like yeah. if they're there, I'm flying or we're going or whatever. I don't know if I'll be as crazy as Dan where, <laughs> um, his wife's doing something and he'll Dan, just sign Dan up for stop training. So I know, I know. So I miss him. <laughs> um, but like where he's like, I'm going to Atlanta with my wife. And then I signed up for some jiu-jitsu tournament <laughs> there. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be that, but yeah. I'm going to go yeah. as many as I can in 2021 for sure. Yeah. Masters yeah. worlds, I think would be like a good one for us. And same thing, like for me being older, you know, I've competed a lot now. And uh, I mean, I was never like the most elite athlete or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's always a struggle, but, um, 
I just like, it's fun to watch people excel. Like actually Beth is a really good competitor. Um, like better than average, I think when they get out there. So some people, they're just like really good at competition. Some people like smash you in class and then they compete and they just struggle with that. Yeah. Well, everyone's different, but I like hanging out with anyone, everyone and like seeing like them improve and stuff like that. So I think like taking a group to masters, like the older folks Dude, next I'm, year would be super fun. And I realized also too, that I like no gi, but I like, I love gi. Yeah. Love it. So how did, for you competing, did ne- gi versus no gi like go as you expected? Did you feel better about one going in and did it match up with how you did? Because I think that's always funny when they don't. I don't know if I had this idea that they were going to like, if I was going to do really well in one or the other. Um, I was surprised at what I couldn't do in Nogi. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that that my first match, we were on our feet for almost the whole entire time. Like trying to do it. Well, it felt like that anyways. I think you were, it was like yeah. four minutes. Yeah. And so that surprised me. Um, and then in Ghee, I, f- I felt way stronger. Mm-hmm. I was surprised at how strong I felt mm-hmm. in Ghee. Um, because I could hold things where I'm strong, where like my, my strengths could come out, yeah. my grip strength. Like when people were telling me, oh, your grip strength is going to, your forearms are going to be blown. Up, I didn't feel that at all. And I was in hard, so I didn't have that blown up. Mm-hmm. I mean that yeah. I could feel them, but right. I wasn't like, I couldn't like everybody explained, oh, you're not going to be able to move your hands, your forearms. I was like, I didn't feel that at all. So I felt that felt really good and my power felt good. I just didn't take some risks that I should have. Yeah. You got yeah. that one takedown mm-hmm. probably too. Cause you've lifted so long. Like your forearms are probably just super. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. In shape. And you know, you, you and I trained a lot, a lot in the last two months on stand up and holding on in there, you know, a lot from standing up and playing that and ripped out and, I wonder how much of it too, though, is that because that adrenaline dump for the first match, I think, is a lot of what burns out your grip strength. Mm. And where Nogi was first, oh, interesting. I think that that might have made it easier too. Oh, that so if we go again, Nogi or Gi first next time, I wonder what we'll have to to go back to that. Yeah, keep an eye out for it. Masters is just Gi. Okay, we'll we'll see then. But um, yeah. One thing, because we talked about, like, I know you read a lot and a lot of books. Um, so are there Nerd. any books that, like, helped you out with competition that you read in the past or with, like, mindset or approaching, like, your competition coming up? Because well, you the, even recommended books to me about, like... The Mindful coach. Athlete, yeah. right? That was a one. Um, books. I mean, I do listen and read a lot of... I don't read... I listen to a lot of books. Um, so the 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 book that has made the most impact in my life in the last year and a half would be the four agreements. Okay. So the four agreements isn't a um, necessarily a psychology book, but it's Mm -hmm. about, it's more of a mindset. So I really try to just follow the four agreements, which is be integral with your, be impeccable with your word. Um, 
don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions and always do your best. So when I think about how, um, and the, and the training, just the, you know, the therapeutic training that I've done and mindfulness training that I've done, the always doing my best means when I fuck up, I don't, I don't hold it against myself. Yeah. Right. Cause I know that I'm always working and trying to do my best. And so when, so like, even when I lost those matches, mm-hmm, I didn't yeah. hold on. To, I didn't hold on to it. Yeah, I just went on yeah. to the next thing. Now, do I play some stuff over my head now? Mm-hmm. Yes, but I don't beat myself up. I go, oh, that's what I could have done. Or I wish I would have done this or this or that. Right. But I don't go, I don't, it's not a regret. Mm-hmm. It's more of just kind of learning from that thing. And that's just from that mindset of just, I'm always doing my best. So my professor from when I was in Colorado just posted about that same book. So y'all are fucking nerds. Yep. Nerd. I love that fucking book, man. That I, I'll go back and, and I'll, so I have a curriculum for my, um, mainly my male clients and that's part of the curriculum because it really helps people in the, especially the not taking things personally agreement because you can really, you can, when, when people really ruminate, about things people say or do to them, you know, because they're in relationships or whatever. And if you don't hold it personally and know that that's their shit and you can really teach people how to understand that, yeah. then they can let so much go. See, I think you know, taking like, people at their word is harder, or at least for me, because like that tendency to read into shit uh, and just saying like exactly what you mean and assuming mm-hmm. that other people mean what they say mm-hmm. and like aren't trying to be passive aggressive about shit is so hard. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't, I mean, for the most part, I, I don't, I don't, I try not to worry too much about what oh, others. It's great. Yeah. Once somebody suggested it, I was like, oh, yeah. okay. So do you, did you, did you buy the book or did you? No, I, when he, so when he posted about it, I'm like, I might probably, I don't read a lot of nonfiction though. Do you, so like, get it on audible and listen to it because you can, can't do that. you can go back to each agreement Instead of like flipping it and trying to read it, like I'll, I'll, put, I'll if I'm struggling with something, I'll put on a, that, that an agreement makes sense with, I'll just put that agreement on and listen to it and just kind of sit and think about the issue that I'm having, what, what are you saying in that spot and be able to move through it. That's what I think is the best way to use that. I have material. really poor auditory comprehension. What's that? I have really poor auditory comprehension. <sighs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fucking nerds and you're reading. I know nerds. <laughs> Yeah, I've never. So on the audiobook, can you go like it's easy to find where you were before? Yep. Because okay. oh yeah, you can go back. And I get to books where you... on Kindle, and I had I had one, but I just let it play like on a road trip. But I've never, like you said, I never like it was probably like nonfiction, so I never like where I need to go back. You know, mm-hmm. you're just following a story yep. or whatever. Yep. It's a it's a yeah. I do Audible, and you can go back to chapter and just look at the chapters and go back, or you can start where you left off. Oh. I also. Um, can't hurt me by David Goggins. That's been I read a, that. It's That's been good. a real inspirational book for me. Yeah, that one's really good. I've listened to that one three times, um, because it gives me perspective and yeah. um, of my life. And when I get like beat myself up about certain things, like I'm like this motherfucker, this dude yeah. has had it rough, and mm-hmm. he just keeps fucking going, man. Yeah, doesn't give a fuck, and just pushes that like to his limit. Right. Mm, for is, sure. Is, and so, yeah. And I have that Did too. Did you read that one, Beth? 
No, I've heard like I've. It's really good. I feel like it's one that like I've heard people talk about a lot. That had a big impact in the last few years of my life too, and it has my impact in training as well. I need to read the four agreements. Maybe I'll read it over this little break since Trevor shut us down for a week. Yep. Damn it, Trevor! I didn't realize he had that much power. (laughs) (laughs) We got to give him like a little bit. I know, right? He was like, I was like, so Christmas Eve for sure, and then I was like, what about like Wednesday through Sunday, and then. He's like, I don't know, like maybe the whole week and uh, like Heidi and I are like, oh, we'll let him have this one. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a good idea. Though, it is. A, it's actually a really good. As, as much as I don't want to not go. Is that how, how yeah, it's especially it? off a of competition because you're like, oh, I kind of want to see everyone. Mm-hmm. And then you can like yep. talk about how people I did. I troubleshoot. Yeah. Yeah. And Beth and Tommaso <gasps> got to wear their new belts. I know. I saw that at least that one. Yeah. class that I my kids were at that I had to come to afterwards but with everyone being negative so far because everyone that competed has been negative except for one person so I think and they probably got it before with the timeline and they got mm-hmm. tested early but I think maybe we'll do like a little competitor group like over the week like sometime meet mm-hmm. up if we're all negative because yep. then now if you don't have symptoms by now like you should and I think you should clear. have to have gotten tested oh correct that's what I so do the people who've gotten yeah. tested and yeah, are yeah. negative and I think almost everyone, did. even a couple of people are like, oh, I don't care because they're not having anyone visit or anything. But yeah, <laughs> PJ is super stubborn. So he's he's getting tested today. Oh, I wonder if that vegetarian will come up in his test. Oh, yeah. Fucking <laughs> vegetarian. I can't. I mean, he has high cholesterol, too. I don't know if it's working for him. I don't, I don't know. I don't think it is, man. I don't think it is. I think he needs to go all carnivore. Uh, one other thing, like I wanted to ask you, I was like thinking about... Um, Cause I know, I don't know if it's different for Beth, but at first when I started training, like I was just like kind of going through the paces. I always like, when I saw that first UFC, I just saw like a takedown and grappling. I was like, that makes sense. Instead of just trying to punch in the face, like it was more mm-hmm. like cerebral, but, um, over time, probably not like halfway to blue belt somewhere in there. Like I started to give myself like goals where I'm like, where could I be? You know what I mean? Like eventually like with jujitsu, like t- overall goal yeah, like or a, like you have long-term goals or short-term term goals. Like now that, you, yes, because a year is a substantial thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's a pretty good chunk of time and you have the fundamentals down for the amount you come, you come four times, four or five times a week. You've trained consistently for a year, even with COVID. I mean, that probably stopped you from yeah. two months um, when we were completely shut down. But now you have an understanding, like, what do you think, like going into the future? Well, definitely like, that the road to the blue belt, right? Like mm-hmm. just knowing that will be huge for in my, in, in my heart, that'll be really huge with, and I don't use it as an excuse, but it feels so strange to be as old as I am mm-hmm. in a white belt and doing and being new and just, um, it's just, I think it's different than a, than a 35 year old white belt. Or a 22 year old. It's just, there's, there's a shift, even though I'm in really good shape, Mm -hmm. there's a shift in our body at a, at a certain age in your Mm -hmm. forties. There just is. And, and what we can manage and we just have to do things a little bit differently. And so with starting a new adventure at that time and being with and rolling with a bunch of younger and, and you're not that much younger, but a fucking black belt, right? Yeah. Like it, it's hard. It's mm-hmm. fucking hard. Yeah. It's hard for a 22 year old white belt, but it it's is. hard for a 47 year old. I mean, it just is. I'm like, I'm always fucking destroyed. Yeah. 
So my goal is to, uh, to get that blue belt, right? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but of course, the long term goal is to make it and to get my black belt and keep going after that. Like that's, but my 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 other goal is to compete and submit somebody in competition. Yeah, honestly, submit them in 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 a in something that I like, yeah. right? Guillotine, head and arm, you know, Kimura. Things that like that are good that fit me, you know. I'm not gonna get. I'm probably if I ever got somebody in a triangle, yeah. fuck, <laughs> like holy shit, it's hard. What did man. they do wrong? Yeah. <laughs> you messed up a long time. Ago. Yeah, you messed up a long time ago. If you got this, but you know that's and and I want that in the next year. Yeah, you know I want to if I can submit some. I mean I was close on, um. Sunday, mm-hmm. um, I just couldn't, he just, I couldn't get under there to, oh yeah. And that's, and it was more my not understanding how to free his arm uh-huh. to punch in there and get it right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he did a good job of defending the, um, whatever that's fine. I'm spacing on like bow and arrow. Bow and arrow. Yeah. And I think too, a lot of times it's like, you don't want to give up that position. So mm-hmm. you're like, I'm on Mount. Like, do I want to give up so much that like, I'm, he's on top of me, but that's the risk. Like I was like, I had the, I could have had the arm bar mm-hmm. and I know that arm bar. Yeah. But I don't know his defense of the arm bar. Yeah. So because that one kid tried to get an arm bar on me and I, I used all of the skills that you guys taught me and rolled right into and out of it, you know? Yeah. That's where like drilling comes into play, mm-hmm. like all that. So I just I was gonna go for it, so but I didn't. So like looking to your next tournament, is there anything that you want to like change about how you're training? Like, what did you learn from this competition? That's need, gonna inform your training. I need next? to spend more time in people's guard to break guard. Mm-hmm. Like I got triangled because of a stupid mistake of breaking somebody's. I was winning that match. And I put my put my hand down just right there to yeah. push it down, and he so popped it yeah. up. So like working out of guard, like just drilling, getting out of guard. Yeah, I don't. We don't really have anybody that plays a lot of closed guard. And no, I spent a lot of time in closed guard, and I hated it. Yeah, yeah it's tough. Yeah. Because people, I think, will pull guard on me a lot just because of how I play my game. Yeah. So in competition, <laughs> they'll pull that. So I need to know how to either not fall into their guard mm-hmm. like figure out how to whatever that move is to jump out of the i don't know or get out be, figure out how to break it early yeah i think like best said, like a lot of times because in class we tend to be more open when we roll mm-hmm. like you know because you want to explore stuff do different mm-hmm. moves but what happens in competition like you're getting smashed you just pull it and like close up your close guard yeah so yep. people just hold on that's what that guy did like, i like so tough. And I mean, he tried to work a few moves, but I pushed him down. But he just stayed in his clo- the closed guard the whole time, and I was the one w- working to get out of it. So. Yeah, competition. I like competition. Like even if, like, I was telling you, like even if you never compete again, or like Rachel, it was just yeah. super nervous, like all yeah. the way up to it, and then it wasn't as bad as she thought. But yeah. I always tell everyone, like, it's good if you compete once. And to me, like Heidi and I came from more like a self-defense background. So just, so if you do need it, like for self-defense, like you said, you didn't like, it's amazing how strong people are with some adrenaline and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, you have your adrenaline going as well, 
but you tend to really like, like you said, like, Oh, this is what it's like. Like it's mm -hmm. different. Cause when I'm rolling with you in class, like my adrenaline never kicks in, you know nope. what I mean? Cause there's no like need for it. Yep. But when it's an unknown, you don't know that person and you're like, Oh, this person tried to choke me. Oh, I'm going to choke them. And then it's all of a sudden like your adrenaline's yep. like ramped up. That's an excellent point. Cause I, that's right. I, my adrenaline doesn't really go up in class. Yeah. Right. No need. But Maybe it was your first up, roll, but yeah. But for the most part, or if Steve accidentally elbows me or intentionally elbows me. <laughs> Just remember it, the four agreements. <laughs> it's not personal. <laughs> He's doing his best. Could be for Steve. Yeah. I don't even know if he lives. I'm going to have to get him to listen yeah. to the podcast. I need him on too, man. He has a great story. But uh, so, yeah, my ear adrenaline totally goes up. Even, you know, I was surprised about that too. Do you have mm. any other hobbies outside of jiu-jitsu? Lifting weights. Um, spending time with Jill, um, the kids, I'm I, no, Are not really. Like I don't have a lot of, I don't like to tinker. Like, so I like, I hate fucking house projects. Oh, yeah. Like I just, I don't like, it's like, I look at the things that need to be fixed and I'm like, I'm not fucking doing that. I can do it. Like I can, I can patch sheetrock. I can do it. All. I'm yeah. just not going to. I'm just in that guy. Um, I do like shooting guns. I just don't get to do it very yeah. as much. And now there's an ammo shortage. So yeah. It makes it hard. I like that. Um, have, you did, have you shot before? But? I grew up shooting and hunting. Oh, yeah, and you're stuff. from Maine, right? Bro, yeah. I, t I think in my parents' attic, I have a, a trophy, a marksmanship trophy. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. She could outshoot us, too. I Fuck, could yeah, not she anymore. Can. I couldn't. Yeah, <laughs> definitely outshoot me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not that good. What uh, kind of shooting was it that you got a trophy in? Was it like Oh, that's just like or rifle. Or my brother rifle? did rifle team. Yeah. And they did mm -hmm. like, they would do like a friends and family meet. Nice. We should do a school thing where we all go out. That was nice yeah. before, too, because like we get together and eat. Now, Maybe small pockets after class and like go grab some yeah. food or something, but it's so difficult. Like with COVID, I was gonna, I was telling Jill, or, or we were having that conversation. This, you guys foster so much more than a jujitsu school. Like yeah. it was amazing on Sunday night with the belt stuff mm -hmm. and all of that. Like the the care and compassion and what you put into the students and yeah. you're just more, you're, you guys are more than just instructors. And I mean, you guys, it's amazing to watch and be a part of like, just to be on the end of the table and watch all that. And mm -hmm. just, I can just, you guys just give a shit, which is, I know people do, yeah. but in this day and age, it's hard to find a community like that. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. it's pretty cool. I think like when we did the podcast, you asked like, did you build like a community like that? And we didn't like it kind of happened. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like, you know, as instructors, with Trevor, Heidi, like you put your own like personality and stuff into it. Cause like yeah. you said, like, didn't you say like Beth or Jill teared, like when Beth got her. Oh yeah. Like Beth yeah. or whatever. Cause yep. like she has, you know, you can have empathy yeah. and she's like, probably knows what it means to Beth. And it's like maybe 1% of our students are female. Right. So it's like, yeah. Oh, I mean, and Jill's, you know, not that, I mean, not that she's not pro men, but like the whole, I mean, to see a woman get that belt and, and it, and for her to have a tiny bit of understanding of what jujitsu is, right, she's me. Mm -hmm. So it, you know, she, 
you know, just like you. And you how know. can you not love Beth, right? I mean, <laughs> right. And Beth, dude, like, you know how you got, I can like, teach you. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> you got give her some shots. Yeah. <laughs> so true. True story. <laughs> true story. <laughs> but like, see, Beth just had like a couple injuries too, like coming up to it. Like you got hit in the head. Someone like fell into her head. She had a huge knot just like, uh, you mean you need me in the back of the head? That was Shut Casey. Uh, Casey need her in the back of the head, right? I think it was, I'm, I thought it was your knee. No, the, we were rolling and he fell into us, I think. Oh, it yeah. could have been my knee. Maybe you hit I'm my pretty knee. sure. It's it all blurry now. It's totally It's all blurry. <laughs> I can't even remember my <laughs> name. Know. But it was like a big goose egg. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just like That's good. It was like bleeding and <laughs> shit. If it comes out, it's good. If it doesn't come out, it's bad. Yeah. Like traumatic Just smush it into my brain. It's yeah. fine. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Injuries. Terrible. How are your injuries? I'm actually feeling good. That, like a little time shoulders. Off. Feeling better. I got a lot of strength that I have to build back in from that injury. Yeah. From the, I I still think it's a rotator cuff from something, but it's I I don't I don't have as much pain, but I don't have the strength that I used to to used to. So I'm gonna work on building that back up before the next competition. Cool. Yeah. All right. Hold on. I got to pee before it's Beth's turn or are we, are you done with yours, Matt? I'm or? done. Okay. okay. All right. I need a second. Time out. We have like three pee. hours, right? I know. Right. We got <laughs> What else are you going to do? Beth and I are just going to go daydream. All right. We're back. I had to take a leak. Not like, um, when we were take driving to Tulsa where Matt had to pee all the time. Bro, you have like an almond bladder. Oh my God. It was like, I drank so much water before. And then I was like, oh, fuck, I have to pee so much. I love that you like actually went to pee beside the road because I was like, tell Josh you can't. Tell Josh you can't. I was like, all right, I guess I'll just freaked out. I was like, fuck. Oh, so the road trip before Beth analyzes you. Yep. And digs around in there. So on the road trip, it was funny because you guys did pee a lot. And then that's like my one thing because the first road trip I did was with. a bunch of people, same thing. We had a van and it was like Tommaso and this guy that used to train with us, Frank. And literally like 30 minutes in, Frank was like, I got to go bathroom. I'm like, okay, go. And Tommaso, who's like a hundred pounds is sitting back there with a route 44, like big gulp. And then an hour later he had to pee. And I'm like, and we're going, it's like an eight hour trip or wherever we're going. It was like Dallas or somewhere. And I'm like, oh, come on now. Like, is that what you guys do in Europe? You know what I mean? Like every 30 minutes, someone's stopping to pee. And then Josh is like, I have to pee. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was. But that was such a weird like trip at when we started. Cause it was like, I was like, there's where we're supposed to go. And we kept on going and then turn around. And I was like, fuck, I best, I guess I better pee. They're getting gas. And then you got pulled over. And then I got pulled over. <laughs> oh my God. Pee demon. Uh, <laughs> Are you going like 20 over? I was doing 20 over. <laughs> She's like, do you know you're going? I was actually 15, 45 and a 30. I was like, oh no. And we put I all the drugs rise. in your truck. I know. Jill was freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, one of those kids probably does have some yeah. big in there. <laughs> fucking, somebody's Probably got their Andrew. fucking weed in there. Andrew's weed. <laughs> or Tommaso. Europeans always God, have stuff on them. Stash, stash and a thing. That was but hilarious. I was just like, Jill, just just lift your shirt. She'll let us go. <laughs> she did. <laughs> no, that was funny, though. I was like, fuck. There's always a story. Yep. Well, got pulled over. Yeah. So. All right, Beth. Here it goes. Here it comes. <laughs> the introspection. <laughs> Soon. <laughs> As far as, like, the lead-up to it as, like, your first competition, like, 
when you like first agreed to do it like how did you feel did it like sink in what you were doing versus like when you're like a month out a week out and like the day before did your attitude about it like roller coaster at all oh yes yeah so matt and i were i were sitting at the desk and he's like oh there's a there's a competition in tulsa agf i think we should all go something like that i was like i was like i'm in and then the email comes out <laughs> the email comes out hey we're all going to agf da, da, da. i'm like okay in my head i'm like okay i guess i said i'm i got to you know be impeccable with my word right <laughs> And so, <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then um, Matt and I were talking again. He's like, no, this happened. I was like, I'm right. I'm in. And then another email came out, like kind of like when you could sign up and, and um, the discounts and things like that or something like that. And so then I was like, fuck, I've got to do this. And so I, I got on the website and I was like, it was the last day. It happened to be the last day to get the discount. Yep. So I was like, fuck yeah, cool. I got excited. I was like, oh, I'm still going to get the, it's like procrastinating a little bit, which I'm not really a procrastinator, but I was like, I was testing, like, do I have enough skill? Am I going to be able to do this? And then it was the last day, same day I went, paid for it, texted Matt and said, hey, what are you doing in November on Mondays? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do some privates. <laughs> so, so you were a lot bigger then. Did you know which weight class you were going to do? I knew exactly which weight class yeah. I was going to do. Yeah, I knew that I was going to. I don't. I actually lean into like goals like that. And I, uh, I, I really like doing shit like that. Like pushing myself, pushing my body, seeing what it can do. So like cutting weight was like, it's stressful, but I loved every like figuring it out. So how did you feel about like being at that lighter weight? Cause you did it like over a long time. So you had time to get used to it. I assume like, did you like it or are you going to compete up? No, I'm going to, I'm going to continue to go down. Okay. Um, I've all, so for powerlifting, it's about leverage for the most part. So the mm -hmm. bigger you are, the more leverage you have to push the weight. So it's, you're just going to, you're going to be able to, lift heavier things the bigger you are but i got tired of being that big and i and it seems strange to think about that i was in may i was 230 pounds and i didn't feel i mean i was big but i didn't look i didn't feel like i looked that big big as as a power lifter looks you know mm -hmm. and so when when matt said we're doing this i was like i can't i was 220 i was like i can't compete with guys that are 220, they're like Joe's height. Ron, Ron's like, yeah, there. tall. Like it just would have been yeah. rough. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I can, I can cut. And I know how to do all, like I've been fucking with my body for a long time. So I was like, I'm going to do this. But it, there were times when I first started to cut that I was lacked energy. So I did, I just had to constantly shift and put things or food in around my training. And then, so I had a lot of carbs around lifting and, and jujitsu. And then the evening I'd have less carbs. Um, so then, but which also hurt it a little bit, my morning training, but I was able to kind of boost it back up. So yeah, that's, but I'm going to go down. I'm going to 
go probably go down another weight class probably do you feel like you want to change your game at all or do you think that you like have adapted your game as you're getting smaller i think my game will stay the i think stay the same because i think i'll still be big yeah like i'm still big and muscular i'll mm-hmm. just be less fat I'm not like matt like, well, just, huh do you feel faster I think in my head I do. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I am. In my head I feel like a little bit lighter and and um, your mobility's improved since yeah. you dropped weight. I think I can press out a thing like I'm like working out of things. I'm starting to feel like I can um, push my legs in this air like and pass stuff a little quicker for some mm-hmm. reason. It feels that way. The but. cutest thing is um, Josh Abrocking. Oh my, god. oh my god Could you, oh my god we're jogging oh my god i don't know if beth probably doesn't remember oh my she god she doesn't come to morning classes you should no. just come as a guest oh, but i went to I a couple like to night classes i went to a couple night classes when i first started i was like fuck and then the more i just like oh my god and when nikki passes you you're like fuck no i'm just kidding <laughs> she's just, like your age she would she would jog with me she's like she'd be like i I hate jogging. Yeah, too. she does. Yeah, dude, it was tough. Beth, were you here when we did like back in the day? We used to do like 15, 20 minute warm ups. Ew, no, uh, I don't think so. so. A long <laughs> time ago, it used Gross. to be tough. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that if it was an hour and a half class. Yeah, but if it's just an hour, we're like sometimes we push past. I um, like we let you guys roll. Yeah. So before we used to do longer classes and then I think because we'd have two classes. So we had more Nogi too, Mm -hmm. which I'd like to get back to. Mm -hmm. It's just with the pods and the schedule because what happens like, um, so like Tommaso will do the 6am, I do the Mm -hmm. 10am and then evening. So I'm always stuck in pod one. Yep. So for me to move around, because I like to try to roll with everyone, but I can't because the more classes you have, the harder it is to keep everyone from like, you know, moving around and stuff like that. And now Beth's helping with the kids class. So it's like. It's hard to like move those people. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So we kind of, I, I, I really don't do the warm up anymore, but I should. Like, I noticed some people can't shrimp that well. Like yeah. From side control. So we need to go back. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's also like because we can't do all of those things, everybody that's come in new since COVID, I think it's been hard to get them like fundamentals in the mm-hmm. way that you could before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. That sucks. Yeah. That's been an, yeah, I'm glad that I was able to have a lot of that stuff before mm-hmm. the shutdown and then back in because like I can shrimp, you know, I pract- I do a little practicing on my own. and So like you're like a year in. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel about like your progress when you roll with other white belts? Like do you do you feel it when like you roll with the new people? Do you feel uh, like you're smashing I- them? Oh, yeah. 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 Even. When I rolled with, oh God, what I'm, the new guy and his kids are, his stepkids are in, oh, he's like a police officer and oh, I can't think of his name right now. Sorry if you listen to the podcast and I can't think of your name. I rolled with him on like his, in his first week and I was like, oh yeah, I know shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, check oh, out yeah. my neon belly. Yeah. New guy. <laughs> new guy. Tap to it. <laughs> I was like, yes. You're like, don't tap. Yeah. And then whatever, I always forget the one it's a cross collar and we learned it a couple of weeks before I tried it and I'd been fantasizing about it. Like, or when I say fantasize, I, I fantasize play, a lot. I do <laughs> I'm just come up and then Matt, 
showed us the trick where you push their head down and then you grab the shoulder mm-hmm. yeah, piece yeah, yeah, yeah. and choke them that way. I, did, I was like, I got it on that guy. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> um, now so, you're the asshole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't, I'm always the asshole. Um, so that's nice. And then I always, not always, I test my knowledge and my um, skill as a white belt against Bert. Because mm-hmm. him and I rolled a lot guys together. Are like brothers. And we're like brothers. So if he can't submit me, I know I'm getting better. Because mm-hmm. he used to just smash me. And yeah, he's really athletic. Really athletic and just yeah. bullies me around and um, just is a dense dude. And just and so he can't submit me anymore. So I know I'm getting. You hear that, Bert? Not, you cannot submit him anymore. <laughs> you cannot. You will not. You will not submit <laughs> me again. You cannot, will not, <laughs> on a train, on a plane, <laughs> on the mat. So yeah, so yeah, but there's not. But the other thing that Matt and I were talking about about the competition, which is, which will be that um, had my anxiety up a little bit, is I don't have any forty-seven-year-old white belts to train yeah. with, so I don't know. What, I didn't know what that was going to be like um, there, and what how I would do. So until I got cut, I was doing pretty fucking good. Mm-hmm. So that made me feel pretty good. Yeah. So like. And that dude dur- was 40. Yeah. That was winning against. So like during it, did you like, was it fun during Fuck the competition? Yes. Okay. I, um, so I went through a mental shift a couple of years ago. I used to be one of those people that really would do stuff, but really hated doing it, but loved the afterwards mm-hmm. outcome. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm glad I did that. That was terrible in it. And I realized like, I didn't want to live thinking about stuff like that. Right. So I was like, I need to embrace whether it, especially with the jujitsu, Matt, if it's, even if it sucks and I lose, I want it to be fun and enjoy the entire time. And that's what I did with, I just like, I didn't beat myself up when I got triangled or even lost that. The other two matches, you know, with the 22 year old kid just fucking smashing me until the end. But that one kid was so big too. God, the kid with the hair. Because I remember seeing somebody in your Nogi division was giant. Yeah, Yeah, probably. Yeah, and he was. um, Jill and I both were like, "Oh, he's." We I didn't expect him to be like that, right? Like he was soft. Yeah, but Uh, like farmer strong. Yeah. Farmer strong. I was like, oh my. I was like, I, I was like, holy shit, you know? And he turned it on. I was really impressed with him because he was just like this nice guy chatting. And then I got on the mat and he was like a whole different like deal. I was like, whoa. Like that a lot about that guy. And I, I sometimes I just wish. I'd be a little more aggressive at the beginning, like doing things because I eventually figure my way out of tough spots. Mm -hmm. So I think like that part of like turning it on from the get go, like, did you, were you able to like go into your first match feeling like this is it? I'm on, I'm ready to go. Yep. Every single one. Every single one. Fuck yeah. Yep. I didn't. Soon as now, could I have shifted and been a little bit more either backed off a little bit or like not backed off mentally, like fuck yeah, but like backed off like position wise and not just go straight ahead. 
because um, I really liked how I watched Carl do one where he kind of just sat back for sits back for a second mm-hmm. and then kind of sees. I'd like to see what that's like, or get real aggressive at the beginning differently, like really shoot or really go for the takedown right away, as opposed to trying to get position my hand position exactly right and going for it, but just going for it. So how specific of like a game plan did you have in mind going into it? I didn't have one for Nogi cause I didn't, I didn't know really how to, how to plan for that. Mm-hmm. I had a couple things that Matt and I worked on for that, but not really Gee, I had a, a game plan of a couple different takedowns and they just didn't, I didn't execute. Like I would, you're telling me pull him to the mat and I was going to let go and go for the double. And I just never felt confident to let go mm-hmm. and pop him back up and go for the double. I just, I, I got, I just got scared. It's not the right word. Nervous. I, yeah. I think I find pulling the trigger on takedowns to be super hard. Yeah. The commitment okay. to it. Well, thanks for saying that. Cause that's, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know what to, ex- I thought I would, I thought I would have the ability to, to pull the trigger. That's what I didn't expect is the, to, to hold back on that. Yeah. Do you, did you get any of them on video? Are you, are you going to get tape? Are you going to rewatch your matches? Rachel has my first one. Okay. That's good. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know. I thought she, rec- she tried to record as many as she could. I don't know. Bryce has the one where I um, got cut. Oh yeah. Cause oh, they okay. showed it. Um, and I don't know. Jill says I think she has one somewhere. I think she filmed one of them. So I might have two or three. Yeah. Um, I felt like the one that Rachel had, I, I, I felt I, when I look at it, I, I see that I feel strong in that. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, and, I, and I don't give up and I don't I get after it. So that's, I liked watching that. Yeah. I'm not disappointed in my performance at all. Was she nervous stuff. for you at all? Oh, that's a great question. Um, yeah, I don't know a hundred percent, but I think she was. Yeah, cause she's like Beth and I, like pretty quiet. Like it's hard to tell sometimes. Yeah. But. yeah. What was it like competing with her watching too? Because like I love it. Yeah. She's been so the three things as an adult that I've competed in that so like marathon and the powerlifting. She's always been there. Yeah. So. It, I'm sure there'll be a point where she won't be. Cause if we start competing more or something, ha- I mean, I don't know what I, mean, but yeah, I, I would love for Vegas her to for be her, at everyone. Like, like she just is my rock, man. She just, I love just having her there and she keeps me grounded and laughing and shit like that. So I thought she was going to be super bored. I, she finally said, I said, you know, it's going to be a long day. Yeah, I kept on saying that to her day. and she yeah. finally says, said to me at home, she's like, shut up. She didn't say shut up, but basically shut up. I know what I'm getting in for. Don't, don't worry about me. I'll be all right. I'm grown up. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted you to know it's going to be a long day. Wash my cup. Wash my cup. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Does she harass you as much as we do? Like in the school? Or? Different. Different. It's different. Yeah. It's hilarious. She knows me so well that she gets me like, from the side, yeah, you know, yeah. like I'm like, Ooh, that was Ooh, a good wow. one. Yeah. That's a good one. Good for her. <laughs> yeah. It. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. She gets me good. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. We give each other shit all the time though. Constantly. Yeah. So like you said, like powerlifting and marathon marathon is obviously super individual. Uh-huh. Like 
is there any kind of team element to powerlifting meets or do you all just do it individually? You can be on a team like yeah. from a gym, but it's individual. You're, you're going against your own numbers and the other guys numbers there, but it's even more just more individual against yeah. yourself on that. So do you have people there? Cause how, how was it like the team thing? Cause I think having like everybody running around, dude, that is, was amazing. Yeah. I really enjoyed the fucking, um, so the powerlifting was, I just powerlifted out of my house. So I didn't have okay. a team other than Jill. And then my brother-in-law did it at the mm-hmm. time. So we would talk, you know, via text and what we're doing. But, um, but having the team, like that part was fucking cool because I think that also helped with not getting in my head. Yeah, being yeah, able to yeah. cheer other people on and watch their stuff and be excited for them and sad for them and all of that stuff as that goes and just watching them um, win with grace and lose with grace. I always, I watch some people there l- lose like little children and they're adults. And I watched all of our, most of our team members when they lost lose with grace Stand up, shake hand, excited, and just, I didn't see anybody of all the people that I saw lose, throw a fit or do, I mean, not, not one time, you know? And that's why I like, because you cut so much weight and you're like, I don't want to go to dinner the night before because, uh, and that's why I was like, just coming no, here because it's come. like, it helps the nerves, you know what I mean? Yep. Just to like, yep. it sucks when you're starving and eating a tiny salad, but. Yeah. Could have had a fucking burger. Yeah, you could have. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I feel like their scales never are always like, I don't. I know. <laughs> I know. I have, I have like so many questions. Like, how did you, how did you feel? How was it being how fat? It? Yeah. Not eating. <laughs> what's it like not eating? Yeah. What's a, I I love that part of it though. I yeah. like also that preparation and knowing that I'm gonna have to watch what I eat, and that gives me a goal to watch what I eat, or mm-hmm. I'm just gonna be a fatty, you know. So I like that part too. That whole overall challenge, the mental game, the obsession. Yeah. So do you think that you, did you really start like training for like the tournament specifically before you registered or was when you clicked that button that you were like, oh, I guess now I, I got a prep. I think what did you do? I think, um, initially I was training for it and I was doing rounds but when I signed up, it became really real. And I, when I hit the button to sign up, I knew that there were some holes that I needed to, to tighten up. A, like if they're, if they're this big and I'm making a big um, arm movement for um, the listeners, a little bit smaller. Like mm-hmm. I just need to make those holes a little bit smaller. They're not going to get filled up obviously, but just a little bit smaller. And that's what I needed for my own confidence mm-hmm. to know that I have some. So I needed that one-on-one. I needed that a little bit. And then being able to do, take some of that stuff that we did in one-on-ones into regular training as well. But you were so, already cutting before you signed up. I started. Cause that seems fast. <laughs> cutting October 4th. Okay. And I didn't sign up until November. November 13th, I think was the last day. Cause it was right before my birthday. Yeah. So yeah, I started cutting and, and doing all that. I knew that I was going to do yeah. it, but I just, and I knew that I had, and as soon as I said, fuck yeah, I think was, I knew that we had to, I knew that I had to 
cut. Before you actually started cutting, had you already lost some just from training? Oh, yeah. You did? So I think when I signed up, I was 230. Initially, okay. Initially 235 maybe. And then I think I lost until we um, maybe five, five-ish pounds mm-hmm. till March. And then um, Jill and I obviously work out at home. And so I didn't gain um, COVID weight like Matt did. So um, big. I, I, I think I maintained. So I think I was 227. Um, well, when I opened my, um, my fitness pal, I was 227 in May. So from two, from May to today, I've lost 25 pounds. That's a lot. And I lost 15 pounds. Well, 17, eight, 18 pounds from October 4th to whatever training was the 12th, 13th. Is yeah. that what we did? Yeah. yeah. 12. So about two months, which is pushing it, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's, they, they say 10 pounds is, is the max you want to lose in a month. Yeah. So I was close to that eight. I was about eight, nine pounds a month. So. Yep. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. But that's Cal. I mean, it's, but it's, I mean, you drink too much. We did, you know, (laughs) yeah. I didn't ever feel, um, I've been doing it long enough on certain things that I didn't ever feel fatigued where I couldn't train. Mm-hmm. There was times that I felt fatigued and I had to manage my training. I saw that. Which one? When you were fatigued. Afterwards. When did you see me fatigued? <laughs> when I'm like, bro, get in there, do another round. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. After, <laughs> after fucking 30 minutes I asked of you rolling. to do another round one time and you were like, ugh. And I'm like, I'm waiting like half what you do. It'll be fine. <laughs> when Beth yells at you, you're really in trouble. I am in trouble. <laughs> Fuck. I'm like, all right. Oh, yeah. But. Mostly, I felt good. Now, why that? Yeah. I want to be, I think, one ninety five. Okay. And then I think there's a weight class that's one ninety or one ninety five for IBJ. Yeah, I have yeah. to look at IBJJF, like, because they're different. Because they're geese, right? Yeah. And they go and from you the metrics. weigh in like right before too. Yeah. So it's I totally will. Different. So if I can keep myself light, like, and not go back, yeah. then I'll be all right. So. Yeah. So other than like cutting and you did privates. So like, what did, what did you focus on? Like in, cause I think that like training for a competition is like a totally different skill set. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so like, how did that go? What did you do? Trained a little bit on, um, um, breaking the guard, mm-hmm. but we trained a lot of getting, to, getting to half, getting out of Mount, um, side control, like me having side control. Mm-hmm. Um, but mainly we focused a lot takedowns. Mm-hmm. Um, I drilled um, when I could, um, getting out of mount and getting to side control and a lot of that stuff. Stuff just getting out of bad positions, which really started to click right before the competition understanding Matt and I 
and he coached me a lot on you might not get the trap and roll, but you'll get the idea and then get to psych control. Like that back and forth, keep going, keep going, don't give up, and then you'll eventually get to something. Yep. So that was hard for people. I mean, even me, I mean, you always struggle with it. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, I tried the trap and roll and then it didn't work. And then in the beginning, you just kind of like, oh, it didn't work. But Mm -hmm. like, you need to try it again and then like go for something else. But it's a hard concept. Yeah. And the people we train with don't give you anything for the most part. So like when they would get me in a spot where I needed to trap and roll, they knew what to do not to let me trap and roll. So then just getting to side control and working out of that from that position was what I eventually understood the most. Mm-hmm. And, and they even did in competition and got, and I thought did a good job getting from that to um, side control and then in getting out. And eventually got on top. So, yeah. Who who did you enjoy abusing to train for competition? Who did I enjoy abusing? Well, I mean, Steve O and I really we have a we have a we have a good healthy get after it. <laughs> style he's like spazzing yeah and it's it's just it's just fun because it's like just different he prepared you for your eye yeah god (laughs) (laughs) even mentioned on instagram that eye's taking a beating (laughs) 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 so yeah so and then i got to roll with because of the pod situation and the Mm -hmm. thing i didn't get to roll with burt as much but burt um helped me and then um a few times with rich Mm-hmm. Like just help me out a lot. Um, I don't get to smash a lot of people in morning classes because the same people, the same people, yeah. and they're always there's not um, Arlo. Him and I are progressing at like similar rates, mm-hmm. so there are times where I get to smash him, and then other times he's all over my shit. So that's been a good um, pace for me too. Fucking. 19 year old no 20 year old kid how about so. andrew because we have to mention him <laughs> we once have to mention oh andrew podcast. let me tell you about a little thing about andrew <laughs> so cute he's such a high level he so, he's so cute um he warms my heart he says the nicest things he to calls me you papa now so i know like, like pretty strong bonds. yeah Sometimes and he's just so sweet like to me so awkwardly <laughs> he's so embarrassing them sometimes <laughs> oh my god so i cute. love him he, uh, so one of the things that I've learned a lot from Andrew is working really hard not to die from him. So like he gets on my back and I would say there's a, I would say five out of 10 times he's not going to choke me, which is, which used to be every time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now it's like working stuff that Matt and Heidi have taught me like how to get out of certain. So that's been, and he doesn't, one of the things that I feel like on, on some stuff, he doesn't take it easy on me, which is nice because he gets so mad at me. I tease him. <laughs> so he's so cute. Yeah. Andrew helped me a lot. Oh. Yeah. Taylor. Oh, Taylor helped me a lot <laughs> on 
showed me a lot of cool shit that was really super helpful that I had planned in my brain if I was going to get to a certain position because it helped me with my game, like trapping some legs and, and working mm-hmm. up to mount. And he's so tall. It's like a good difference because that's what you ran up against. Yeah, like yeah exactly. So, if, yep. So, and then, um, so like I popped out of something on that, t- that guy that I beat mm-hmm. and that was something that Andrew taught me. Yeah. Not Andrew Taylor taught me because of how tall he is mm-hmm. instead do this, push your arm here or something like leg. I can't remember. So, yeah. So, yeah. Was there like, I didn't see everybody in your division. There was the one dude who was like giant, but were most people like pretty close to your size, like height and shape wise. You didn't have any super tall, lanky, the guy that I beat, people. the guy that I beat in my division was tall. Mm-hmm. It was pretty tall. The guy that ended up beating me because he was a little bit taller than me. I would say most people were, were taller. I think I was thicker than some of them if I remember right, but I can't like, I can't not a good judge other than if they're super tall. Yeah. So and people tend when they come out from your perspective, cause you're looking at them, mm-hmm. people tend to like lower their level. Uh-huh. Yeah. So from us watching, I could be like, Oh, that guy's taller. But for you, you just see him head on. So you're like, sometimes cause even me, <laughs> like I, I watched the video. I was like, Oh, that guy was a lot taller than me, but yeah. coming out they're down low. Cause they're trying to match your level. So it's hard. So they must've been yeah. taller than me because you kept on saying that guy was bigger than you. That guy was taller than yeah. you. Yeah. The so. one guy was like, I think it was your Nogi one, but he kept like, it was yeah. so hard for you not to get like, he was like really pulling your head down. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yep. work it up. Yep. That mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. And then the kid was, I mean, just a taller and just bigger. <laughs> oh my God. That kid was so big. I think you got to do a rematch <laughs> with Inman's dad just to see. Like, oh yeah. He would have been, he was taller. Yeah. He's I, really tall. I yeah. Mean, like All those three. guys, except for one in the, in the absolute were taller than me. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So you did absolute. Were they, how was that? Um, As somebody who's like, I feel like you're usually bigger than people you roll with at the gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how, yeah. What was that like? Um, the first one was against that kid okay. and that was surprising. Like how I wasn't scared at how big he was, but once I felt him, I, I knew that I couldn't control him. Yeah. As much as I thought I could or muscle him around like I thought what I was once he got me down after he broke me because he eventually wore me down with his weight. Yeah, yeah. it's fatiguing and fatiguing yeah. and I just couldn't hold that. So I end up in turtle, which fucking I was like, God <laughs> damn it. We never worked turtle at our school. God, <laughs> just don't get there. But I'm, but I'm, I'm the one that's always in turtle at our school. Yeah. I'm the only one. And so then, uh, I, uh, once he got me there and then control, I got out, I got out of that position relatively quickly. Mm-hmm. I felt like he got mount, but then I got to side control and then I got out and then I got on top at the very end. So I felt like I did pretty good against the taller, bigger guys. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it's just, 
I think a lot of people don't do absolute. They don't. And I don't I know if I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I do Nogi absolute again. I would do Gi absolute mm. because I can, I feel like I'm strong enough to kind of like control some of the movements, but I don't know. I That's, hear you. But I think that you should absolutely do Nogi Absolute, especially as you get smaller. You'll be faster and scramblier. And I think it'll Beth be. Did it. I, I did it. What, what do you think? It, like, <laughs> And I, I had to do the big people Absolute. Man up, bro. <laughs> so <laughs> I, Matt was explaining, like, you just don't want that person to fall on top of you, right? And that was my fear. Sometimes, yeah, like, with you my know, knees, like, is, yeah. that is my concern, because yeah. I did one, like, when I did Nationals, I can't remember where I was at, but I signed up for my division, and there's this guy, and he was probably, like, 250. He was a big guy, and he's just, he was, like, a powerlifter guy, mm-hmm. and he's out there on the sidelines, so I finished my thing, and I, I'd signed up for Absolute, and then he's like, oh, I watched your match, and he's like, because he signed, so in IBJJF, you have to medal in order mm-hmm. to qualify for absolute. It's okay. not like AJF where you can just go sign up. For okay. It. Or else, because if they did that, if everyone could do absolute, it'd be like weeks long. You know what I mean? Like so uh, many people. Because I see you have saying. everyone yeah. from every division on and on. Okay. So they just let the medal winners um, do it. So I, um, I signed up for it. And then he's like, so you're already tired from your division. And then he's like, um, I'm just here for the absolute because no one was in my division. So I just signed up for the absolute. So I'm like, this guy's like 260. He's fresh. I'm tired. My heart wasn't in it. So I was, my concern was just like getting injured. Yeah. And I, I think I did like middle heavy or something like that. Like, yeah. So the guy has like 60 pounds on me. So sometimes I am concerned like with that. It just, you know, depends if, if you feel great, then, you know, definitely do it. There's doubt, like we were watching some of the absolute um, women's for Masters Worlds last night, and there's this one girl, and I mean she's just so big, yeah. and it's like the other girls, like I mean I don't know, they're probably a hundred pounds difference, mm-hmm. like literally, and it's just like a concern, not on the ground so much as where I'm concerned, but it's that um, because I have um, bad, really bad knees, I'm probably torn meniscus and mm-hmm. on and on, but. It's like my concern is that I have some injury that I have to get surgery for sure. That's the thing that I, as I get older, that I would worry about too. But I also think it's just my own like fear getting in the way. So I probably like need to, to work through and just do it. Like what the, what the worst thing I'm going to have to have some fucking surgery. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think like, the injury thing is like fair as a fear, but just like, I think Go in with a plan to be safe. If Beth does it, we'll go, have to do it. Go in with like know, a man. safety plan. Would you right? get like four golds? No. How many golds <laughs> you get? What'd you get? Second two. in other ones? Two yeah. Goals, two the yeah, but the the Nogi absolute doesn't count because there's just two of us. I had a 16 it year counts. old wrestler and she murdered me. <laughs> did she? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she I did. didn't see, I didn't see a lot yeah. of years. Cause that's I was on awesome. the other side with like, it's fucking awesome though. Like she, that's, Oh God, she was insane. I mean, she was be your kid. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I mean, physically, maybe, yes, technically that technically is, that is possible. Yeah. When you're but from no. Maine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. None of my cousins live near her. Yeah. 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 Heidi's cousins yeah. lived right down the road from her. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's funny. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay, we'll do it. If Beth does it, we'll have to do it. Okay. I'm, I mean, you know me. Like, Matt is such a bad influence on me. Like, I was a horrible saying, person. I was saying something. I'm like, you're such a bad influence. <laughs> He's like, you need to do this. I'm like, all right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I bought I bought a bunch of guns one Saturday. And I sent him in Texas. She's such a bad influence yeah, on me. Like, shooting. Matt told me to. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun to like watch people. And I think like as an instructor, like everyone's motivated like differently. So over time, and I mean like I taught before, like in the military, like medical stuff or whatever. So you kind of gauge like people's ability to learn. Cause you can see some people like, I'm like, put your hand here. And then they're like, what? I'm like, put your hand. And then you got to go and like grab their hand and put it there. Yep. So everyone has, and some people just watch you and they pick it up fine. Yeah. So everyone's different. And then you kind of like, gain a little insight. Cause I know like you say you like suffering, but sometimes like when you're really tired, I just have to remind you that you like suffering. Well, of course. So, like, like, go back anybody. there. Right. Where Beth will always do it, but it's like Beth. I know like when it's something coming up, like I'll be like, don't cry. Shut <laughs> <up>. <laughs> like when she got that bump on her head, she's like, is there blood? I'm like, don't cry. And then of course she cries. And the same thing. Like when she got her purple belt, I was like, don't, don't cry. cry. <laughs> Cause cry. Like, it's just like, you understand personality a little yep. bit. So it's like, everyone's motivated. Like some people are more internal, but it's yeah. good to like, put, even me, like I have to push myself. Like, um, yeah, I, there's the majority of the time I'd say that I, 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 I'm out there. Sometimes I need that, like, do one yeah. more. All right. You know. Because so. I'm like, your competition's training right now. <laughs> and you're like, I don't care. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> There was one day I was like, I had to go. I was done. I was done. I was going to get hurt if I kept going. That does happen sometimes. Yeah. You are so fatigued. Yeah. Especially cutting. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. I remind myself that Mikel has better cardio than me. That's my, that's my motivation. Mikel has better cardio than me. Oh, she was like a half marathon last month and bullshit like that. It's insane. Well, how do we get you to have better cardio? I don't know because I hate running. (laughs) I don't run. I got decent Your cardio. cardio sucks. No, it does. It's actually pretty good. Just the outside looking in. No, no, it's actually pretty good. Cardio is not about necessarily in it. It's how quickly you can recover. Yeah. And no, it's fine. But it's what I tell myself. That's my, yeah. that's my motivation. Every time. Like, right. Mikel has better cardio than you. Yep. So Mikel roll has some better more. cardio than you. Roll some more. We yep. can't. Masters IBJJF, it's five minute rounds across the board. <sighs> Were yours five minutes as well? Yeah, five okay. minutes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's why I did the sixes because I was like, oh, fuck. Like for Matt, everyone else is six minutes. So Whoa. I like had to prepare for that. But a that's bit. also like kind of can be hard though too i think going from the six to the five because yeah. suddenly like you think you have more time to work yeah than you do. for sure yeah yeah because you're like oh it's over that's like, a good point because i because when i got out of that guy the big guy's stuff and i was like oh fuck yeah and i got <laughs> and then it, i was like oh shit it's out of, that's why you got out because they relaxed for like 10 seconds not yeah. gonna get me i'm yeah. up at 10 points oh <laughs> shit i thought i got out because i knew how to get out you just let up that's like when you got your injury though like you were you got the takedown. You were on top. It was like probably your strongest match, and then you got injured. I know, man. I was bummed. But I did feel pretty cool going back out on the mat. Yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah, I'm getting back out there. Fuck that. I'm not quitting <laughs> for this. So. I need to injure your other ears so you, they match. 
This one's yeah. this one's not gonna this it's hard as fuck, man. Yeah. It's just different. This one sticks out. This one I look goofy. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Jill. <laughs> Stuck. Yeah. Yeah. The, so you know Trevor posted all the like was like something you did well and what did you learn and stuff, but like what non jujitsu thing? I like how did you did you the learn? Trevor voice. Your <laughs> the Trevor voice. <laughs> Trevor talks. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of raspy. <laughs> I'm a professor. I'm a professor. <laughs> <laughs> what? So, what's the question? So, like, what non jujitsu thing did you learn, either from like training for a competition or from the actual like competition itself? Non jujitsu. Does it have? Okay. Like so. not technique. Not technique. Not technique. Not like I need to be better about like breaking closed guard or I learned a lot of things about takedowns training for it. A non-technique thing. What did I learn? Um, I learned and I, I think I posted this, but I want to go. I learned that I can get out there and do it. Like I can get out there and do a, mat, a match. Not that I didn't think I could. But the fact that I went out there against 20-year-olds, I had the opportunity not to because I emailed the guy and I said, oh, I realized I was an adult and I'm, in, um, I'm 47. So I'm, he's like, well, you could go up to master's, but you'd have to bump up a weight or bump down or something like that. There was no thing. So I could have done more age appropriate, but I was like, fuck it. Let's just see what happens. So I learned that I can just go for it on in that area, right? Which is different than running a marathon or lifting heavy things. Because you can go for it lifting heavy things, but you're going to, if you can't lift it, you can't lift it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, you're going to fail, right? And it's you against the weight, and the weight doesn't have any give, okay? Where jujitsu, you don't know what that person has. 500 pounds is 500 pounds. Mm-hmm. You don't know what that person's jujitsu game is. You don't know that. So just saying, I'm going to see what happens. I learned a lot about myself on that. And I felt, I feel pretty good about that. As like a like therapist who does this like shit, knowing that you're going out there and like you could have the best jujitsu day of your life and something like your opponent does too. And you still lose. How do what what is that like mental process in your brain? Um, it was relatively because I didn't know if I was going to have to compete again, and I actually learned a technique from Lindsay, who was on the podcast, and I knew like to let things go, but like the this idea of like grieving it later. Mm-hmm. So when the guy triangled me, and I was like, I sat there on the mat for a second. Like on my knees, like I was like, fuck. I was, you know, I was just like, let it go. And I popped back up and I was, I was bummed, but I didn't hold on to it. I didn't just like Matt said, this is what you, I, I think I asked or he told me this is what you did wrong. Okay. Makes sense. Cause I didn't know, like I didn't necessarily know how he got the triangle so quickly. Mm, yeah. When you pushed on his yep. knee. Yeah. And, but you explained, I was like, mm-hmm. okay. And then I learned it and then I moved on. I didn't, I didn't want to anything that I did in a loss to hold on to keep me from competing at my best in the next match. Yeah. And that's what I would tell 
any client of anything that they were going to do. Don't let the past decide your present or your future. Yeah, because I think that's that's can be really hard with like this because it is just like one on one, and you you can literally have the best dude it's a day of your life, mm-hmm. and their days that much better. They're better. There's there there sucks. There's always going to be somebody better than you. Yeah, and I mean even when you're at your best and you're number one in the world, there's always somebody that's going to be better because eventually you're going to get beat. And like unless I think- you retire, but. Yeah. I'm going to retire undefeated as a black belt. <laughs> you better, <laughs> better not go to Masters again. Worlds then. <laughs> Is that today? You're announcing that on yeah, the podcast? Yeah. You're officially retired? I don't know. <laughs> if Trevor competes again, I'll come out of retirement. Oh, my God. Trevor totally needs to compete. Why doesn't he compete? I don't know. He has a bunch of excuses. Like his back Somebody said his back's disc. fucked I up. Know. I don't What's know. wrong with him? Sounds like fucking excuses to it me. It is. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's important. And if it maybe hold a seminar for the, for the school or something on like, maybe I could get Lindsay to come in or we could both cool. teach That'd it cool. like yeah, yeah, yeah. how yeah. to, how to handle losses and what do you do in the moment and what do you do afterwards? And cause I think like for me, that's one of the biggest things that like I've gotten out of like specifically jujitsu competitions is like learning how to deal with that is like nine day from when I started. For sure. One of the things too that I have to tell myself is I have to walk the walk. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've spent a lot of time in my professional career in leadership positions and and, te- and teaching people that it's okay to fail and you learn from that and 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 even in my professional career I've done some things where I've had to learn from. So I think still walking that walk and doing that thing, saying okay, we're all going to lose, we're all going to fail at this thing. What can I learn from it? And what can I come back and say, hey, this is what I learned and not hold on to it because it's not nobody died. Right. Like big fucking deal. I'm 47. Like I lost a jujitsu match. Yeah. My kids yeah. are healthy. I guess a 20 year old. I guess a 20. I guess a 22 year old that weighed fucking 40 pounds more than me. You know, like I'm. Yeah. And I did. OK. I got out of his position, even though he let up on me. No. <laughs> um I just, you know, it's like, it's not worth hanging on to stuff. You know, regret is terrible. Mm, Regret is terrible. Do you feel like you left it all out there? Like, did you, were you able to like leave it all on the mat? Um, For every match. Every match, but the one that I got cut on. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't, I mean, I gave it my all until then. Yeah. But I had so much more to give in that match. Mm -hmm. Like, like I had, I was, especially when they reset us, I was in like, I was really working some stuff. I could, Matt was really in my ear. Like I could really hear him and right pay attention. Matt too. Yeah. And I could really, and I could really understand, like get the underhook work, the un, you know? Mm. Yeah. And re- that was just, it was flowing. Like I felt that. And that was what, that's what I was bummed about is that mm-hmm. it, I didn't get to finish that potential. There, you were like, I'm but, bleeding yeah. again. I was yeah. like, fuck. Damn it. Yep. And you were too. Like, it was like, <laughs> yep. It's probably just your high blood pressure. Shit. <laughs> popped it up. Whatever, dude. It's just, it's head wounds, man. It's, it's just fucking like head everywhere. wounds, man. Yep. But that's, no, I did. I definitely left it all out there. I did not, did not uh, give up or let up or, 
anything like that. Yeah. Felt good. Have your kids competed? Are you going to make them compete? Jax has done one. Okay. Sunflower a few years ago. Okay. Otto's competed a lot in wrestling. Okay. So he's done that, and they will all compete in jiu-jitsu. Yep. Okay. So, yeah, 100%. Do they want to? Um, Want to. I don't think kids... It's a great question. Yes and no. I think there's this I Otto for sure because he's a, you know, he just likes that, and he misses wrestling like crazy because he loves. I mean, loves jujitsu and he, and probably likes it more than wrestling, but he really loves wrestling as well. And misses mm-hmm. that piece of it. Um, Jax, I think, just because he hasn't had a lot of competition, doesn't understand it as much. So, but will love it the, the, mm-hmm. that's what just makes me sad about jujitsu compared to um, like wrestling or basketball you you don't get a lot of that those reps for kids yeah, yeah. you know it's just they just don't have as many and it costs money and time yeah. or if yeah. a school is organized like there's yeah. another wrestling meet like you just go to it yeah yeah but yeah jujitsu can be expensive you know yeah. what's that 90, 80, 90 bucks a kid. You have two kids and you want to like, can rack up like yeah. expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand that. I think, um, I'm glad I'm still glad I made the decision for this one just to be mine yeah. so I could understand it and do it. And I didn't have to, cause I get into it. Yeah. Like when Otto and I did a lot of road trips, wrestling and helping him cut weight and, I'm in it and I love it and passionate about it and want him to, you know, not that, not the coach dad kind of thing, but just really supportive and, um, there for them, whatever, you know, trying to make sure they have everything they need. So I would have struggled. I would have been really tired because I would have done the same for them. And I wouldn't have been, I don't think I would have been at my best on Sunday. So I'm glad mm-hmm. I did it that way for yeah. my first one. Did you know that you wanted to compete when you first started doing jujitsu? Like, no. did you? Okay. I had no, I, I think that it might've been in there somewhere, like in a thought process. But when I started, I was just like, I just want to learn jujitsu and didn't. Mm-hmm. And then I think Matt and I were chatting in a morning class with like Dan and, um, uh, Joe and talking about competition or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, could maybe do that and then you're like you should do sunflower games and that was before COVID. the shut covid yeah. and i was like yeah. and then he's like that'd be a good one for you so i think that's kind of where it started implementing is when he said that so, so it's matt being a bad influence again yes again, yeah. pretty much Peer pressure he's like i told him the um the other day that he was like my younger brother that could just be that i beat up until he could beat me up until I now, got my black belt. Until you got your black belt, and then he just oh, beats so me up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I feel. I'm like I'm older brother, but he kicks my ass all the time. No, it's a bad influence. No. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely the better looking, less fat older brother. You're shorter. It's like twins. That movie. <laughs> I'm, so, <laughs> I'm so Danny DeVito. So Who, true. Who's the other one? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Danny DeVito, and they're like twins. Yeah, it's like us. Such a fucking. <laughs> that's so funny. That's that was made before you were even born, I think. I'd have to look it up, but pretty close. Ninety or ninety-two. Yep. Such a baby. Now I'm a Masters one. I'm old. Emma, <laughs> I'm old. So old. Yep. We go to Masters Worlds on our road trip. Oh, 
know. Would that be? Is it a road trip or are we flying? Um, it, it, we'll probably have to fly. I think they they moved it to Orlando. Yeah. Okay, forever so or I don't know. But is it normally LA? It's usually in Vegas. Vegas. Okay. Worlds is in LA or Long okay. Beach. Okay. And then Masters Worlds is in Vegas. Were you gonna go to Worlds this year? I originally I will do Masters Worlds every year, but with COVID. To me, like to really be competitive, especially because like those pro guys will be in my division. So, mm-hmm. like I'm gonna do it next year, but I'm gonna start training now. Okay. But with COVID and all that, like I just I couldn't put in the effort. Right. I just did this competition because it's small. I knew I at max I would have like three people, and I did train for it. But it, I mean, to the best of my ability. Yeah. Um. You know, with teaching and then my knee is like killing me, so I trained within like what I could do. So do you have to, so if you, if you're planning right now to train for worlds, yeah. do you have to be specific about the training partners you have to push you to that? Like you can't just roll um, with me yeah. all the time to how get what you, you need. So how do you do that? I do a couple things. Like <clears throat> I usually will do the hard rounds. Like if I'm doing worlds next year, which I will do. I won't like start. I mean, I might like ramp it up and back down. Right. But the people that I need is more people like my size. And then, so like Chris, Marvin, um, uh, previously Trevor for sure. But you know, Trevor, his back, he does have like two slip disc or whatever. So excuses. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, two excuses, but I don't know how much he'll be able to like ramp it up. You know okay. what I mean? Like just cause he will roll once and then his, back is done because i remember when he competed last time like he couldn't finish the round just his back you know so but i think like marvin and chris and like those bigger people can help me put especially because everyone's good the first round you know what i mean like i can go a thousand percent but it's like if if they're getting rest rounds and then i'm coming back in like they're gonna catch me it's gonna happen like okay because especially being older so you look at someone like me and andrew or you know in morning class like we'll roll and then I'll, I'll do a round, take a round off. Well, after that first round, like my cardio and strength and everything is like slowly dropping. We're like someone like Andrew that's young, like they'll actually recover hundred percent, like in between rounds or pretty close. But for, you know, by the end of class, we're like laying on the mat and Andrew's like, anyone want one more? Even though we've all rolled the same number because our body just being older, you, physically, you just can't recover like that. So for me, as I get as a higher belt and having better technique, like as I get more fatigued like that technique starts to drop way down okay you know and eventually you're like i'll just hold on and survive which is okay too and then the other thing i would do is give up position so let someone take me down and then scramble from there or let someone have my back and then work out of those hard Mm -hmm. or almost like start to get an arm bar where it's not finished but you can still work an escape Mm -hmm. and then work from there and sometimes you're gonna get caught you know it's like but that is like what i pretty much have to do and everyone's like growing you know, it's like a curve when you first start out and you don't know nothing like the amount that you learn in the first year is a, a lot. And then for me, like I've been exposed so much. I'm mean, there's some things I don't do. I don't invert. Don't do the bolo because of my age. I can't touch my toes, you know, stuff like that. You should like I more. understand it, but I don't do those games where someone like Beth is probably going to play around with all that stuff because she has good mobility and she's younger. But for me, like I've seen it and I understand it, but I'm not going to do that stuff. So like having exposure to those kind of things and then like when i make improvements there's just like it's like a micro improvement you yeah. know i mean like i'm not progressing fast anymore it's just like so eventually like people at our school the upper belts you're gonna catch up to me you know it's like it's gonna happen 
Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. eventually you're going to have a, a purple belt at 30, oh, right? Yeah. And you're going to be 60. Yeah. Right? Like, you're just not like... How close are you to 60? Pretty close. close. TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> going, right? Like, just it's wheel just, me out on the mat and throw me out there. <laughs> like, it, eventually you just can't... Like, like we have to change you, Sensei's diaper and feed him soft food now. Damn. <laughs> Break it. That's like, hiding, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, what was I going to say? Um, what do you think about IBJJF not um, testing anymore? Testing for steroids. Um, they also, acai. yeah, acai. So the one thing they when they tested, they never tested. I mean, it's in their policy, but they don't ever test it, masters. Yeah. Oh. So what oh. would happen is they. <laughs> oh. All the Mexican supplements so, for you and I. So, so Beth, you're safe to <laughs> take steroids. <laughs> so what they did is they I, they did it randomly, but if you didn't meddle, like in regular worlds, uh-huh. they would test, and it wasn't, I don't know how specific it was, but usually what they would do is they know the people that are going to meddle. Because let's say you have two high-level black belts, they put them on opposite ends of the bracket because mm-hmm. they know they're going to meet, uh-huh. usually. And so... They would um, only test like those winners, okay? Because it's expensive too to test every competitor. Yeah. So like the regular division, they're like, oh, uh, like, like this forty-five-year-old got bronze at master. They don't care, you know what I mean? Like it's not worth the money to test me. It's there's nothing. I'm, I don't have sponsors. There's nothing on the line. All right, sounds like we're gonna. Well, I'm <laughs> gonna start that. taking all the Mexican supplements or yeah. more of them, <laughs> we just should. to heal quickly. So like you've competed a lot and mm. stuff and, and like at really high levels. So let's say next year there's no COVID and we're going to take a bunch of us to master's world. Yeah. If you could design like an ideal camp that we would run out of our gym, uh-huh. what would it look like? I Ooh, think like a great question. for one, um, like after each competition, like as a school, we kind of know where we stand. So like we could all say like, when was the last time anyone taught like a turtle attack series? Mm-hmm. like no one right because it's just when you do the curriculum i try to repeat the basics like at least twice throughout a whole year um and trevor tends to teach more advanced stuff so he's probably repeating stuff like he's like oh it's probably been a year and a half since i showed this armbar series that i like or whatever because he tends like if he's teaching um lasso guard it's more in depth than like me teaching trap and roll so he's going to spend like a week a week and a half on it so in a camp i would be like hyper focused so um a, so just the technique portion itself, I would like, ideally I would do, it just depends on like people's time and schedule. If you could do two weeks, super focus would be great. But mm-hmm. a camp like where it's our students in that, like we said, like competitors are in one pod, like get together. I would like to like a month out, like not a month out, but like two months out, do a month of like very specific stuff. Mm-hmm. So of course, like it's easy in class just to sit to your butt or start from the knees and it's a lot safer, you know, like when did my knee start getting swollen and we started doing takedowns and no yep. one heard it mm-hmm. specifically, but like Josh and I are the same weight. So I'm carrying his weight. He's carrying mine and your knees like, you know, it's, it's not meant to move laterally. So like those increase in like stuff like your knees, you're like, my knees are torn up. Yep. They're not, you weren't injured, but it's just that motion. So, but starting from the feet, because everyone needs to work takedowns, like your takedowns looked really good. And you've been working with Tomas and stuff. Like you said, you yeah. didn't pull guard, you got takedowns. And so that's something like I would focus on if you could have more than one class a day, that would be ideal. And then just cardio. So 
um, for COVID and not being able to do warmups, a lot of the times, like, you know, you just kind of do the rounds you want to, but like, you know, everyone needs to do every round and then in between rounds. So like you do your, um, you need to do a minute more than you're competing for. So mm-hmm. some of people are going to do regular, all of us will be masters. So if we're doing masters, it's five minutes. That's easy. So do like six or seven minute rounds. And then after your round, what you need to do is like jog, do burpees, like, mm-hmm. like an hour of that, like just nonstop grinding it out. If you really want to compete at that, like high level, cause you have to have that gas tank because like when I signed up for worlds last time, I think I had like 27 people in my division. Jesus. So to get gold, like, I think that's like five wins or something. And it's, those people are all there or training hard too. So AGF, you have people that are there for their first time. Some people mm-hmm. like me, I trained a little bit for it, but I definitely wasn't doing box jumps and burpees, carrying people around. So because I knew I wouldn't have more than like two matches, maybe three at the max. And so, but for worlds, that's like the big thing. Cause I've lost because my cardio sucked or my grips weren't in shape. And that's not how you want to lose just like you you know you're winning and then you lose you know you're better than that guy your last match and then you got injured which you cannot help but like it sucks that feeling like I had it you know what I mean and then you're like because the one time like I lost at worlds I was better than the guy I just got tired like physically and he it was the same thing he closed his guard Mm -hmm. it was hard for me to like stand up because my lay everything was so fatigued it was like my third match and they were all like hard matches and I just, I couldn't like, it was just so difficult, but it was fatigue. Yep. And then your mind starts working like, fuck, why, I could just go get like in and out right now. Like, why am I here <laughs> drinking beer? Like, uh, okay. So that's an interesting, I like, really like that question. Like how would, cause I would really, that sounds fun to me, right? Like a camp, mm-hmm. like doing it like that, knowing, okay. Because I'm, I am my own boss. It's going pretty good. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. So if Matt says you need to be at two classes a day for the eight weeks out to um, Masters Worlds, I'm going to figure out how to get there. Right? Like Several years ago, <clears throat> Lovato did a camp, and I went to that. And they did, like, three sessions a day. So they based – and it was kind of cool because the first session would be pretty much, like – we'd go out and they like go to a park and we'd run hills mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like you get out and it wasn't like super strenuous, yep. but it was like a little endurance, like something that's not jujitsu. And then they had like a, there's like a little facility with like the carpeted floor. You push the sled, mm-hmm. do a little circuit. And then we go to the gym, maybe work a little technique. Then you go home because it was a week long and then you take a nap or do whatever you want. You know, I would eat a little something and take a nap and then we'd have like an hour and a half evening session. We could run, um, depending on what the, I mean, it doesn't matter whether we could run the weights and cardio out of my house because mm-hmm. I have all that stuff yeah. and my neighborhood's quiet. Yeah. So we could do all kinds of stuff in the neighborhood. I have boxes. We could do box jumps. We can all kind of kettlebells. I have all that shit. Yeah. Medicine balls. So we could run like a cardio camp. And that stuff's helpful that. because um, I think like is you how long have you trained now, Beth? Like five. So five years. years. So what happens is if like Beth's not doing any like uh, like weightlifting or anything to counter it, like what you'll be like me. So it's like I have back pain, but I think in my hamstrings are tight because there's no exercise. Like when I lay on a bench, like. I have to like force my head to touch it because I'm so used to this, like 13 years of being like this. Yeah. So Heidi's the same way. So that's at the point where she should start like lifting yep. a little weight to compensate, like yep. at least like, you know, bench. Cause we, in jujitsu, you never bench really. You shouldn't, you know what I mean? Like everything's a frame up front. 
but you're always pulling, but you're never like, you don't ever do from here as push. Like you really don't like consistently. You might be in a position where you do it, but you're always pulling. So it's like you get these muscles and you're rounded and you're like a little shell cause it's structurally strong. So you're never like this, you know? So that, like, and I bet pulls. that's why, um, uh, my guy who does my programming uh, does you has you do bench in it to get that yeah, just to flexation open. Yeah. and open. And you also do things like he does um, floor press. So floor press mm-hmm. is where you just are. You're on the floor and you just go to your elbows. Yeah. Which would be kind of where you are at frame wise. So you yeah. can understand that strength of holding the frame because you need to have that ability to. Have you lifted before Beth at all? So like never. So never like seriously i finished up my pt for the Uh last hip and i was like fuck i don't know what to do um and so like six weeks ago or so Mm -hmm. um i heard this like woman on a jujitsu podcast who is like a barbell coach and she's like a fucking brown belt um and she does virtual coaching so i just emailed her out of the blue and was like can i do your thing i want to do the thing will you coach me and so i started lifting like six weeks ago so this is the first tournament that i've done with like Little yeah, lift. like actual, like targeted, like strength prep. Where do you do? Yeah. Where do you lift your weights out of? I'm just going to crunch. Going to crunch. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So does she have you on a program and all that stuff? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um. So. Um. Not like right before the tournament. Not for like the the couple weeks before we were doing like three a week, but before that it was like one lifting day and one power day. Nice. Doing like explosive shit. Yeah. And then just that's perfect for yeah. starting out. I love that'll that'll help you a lot. Give you yep. much more longevity. Yep. Yeah your back will be thanking you for it. Because Heidi's starting now. I mean, she's done it off and on, but it's like, she definitely, and being smaller, so it's like you're always carrying people's weight. I deadlifted yesterday. Yeah. I've lost, I mean, I was surprised. I knew I'd lose strength from switching and, and losing weight, but I was like, and also it's the week, you know, the week after that, um, the competition, but I was really surprised. I couldn't hardly, I mean, for me, deadlift very heavy. I was like, okay, time to, time to not focus on the deadlift anymore. So my programming for this week is all like managing fatigue Mm -hmm. is what it is. And (laughs) I still feel dead. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So if you could, uh, like if you had to get someone else to sign up for jujitsu, uh, huh. Like, what would you tell them? It's not a cult. Besides, we, we it's obviously not a cult. Not a cult. Not a cult. I would, it would be, it's not about, for me, like a sales pitch. Right. Right. No, no. So how I would explain it to somebody, and this is normally how I explain it to people when I have, try to get them to join, because I'm always telling people they should do it, is we have this thing called the ego. And the ego has... Um, the ability to help us and hinder us and how it gets in our way. A lot of the times is in um, pretend confidence. I don't know if I use that pretend confidence, but that we've got this. um, I'm awesome. You get a lot of times with um, ego, ego, um, you get defensive in ego. Mm -hmm. So like if somebody gives you feedback, get real defensive about that and that's your ego because you think that you don't need to hear feedback or 
or whatever, you're too good for it. So when I talk to people about jujitsu, I talk to them about, do you want to push yourself in a way that you can really just kill your ego for the most part, because you're dying all the time. And when you die all the time, there is no ego left. And so that's, that's usually how I explain it to them. And then it's like chess and I suck at chess. I've yeah, played probably too. chess one time in my life, but it's, it's a, it's a cerebral game on some level after a certain point. Like it's about thinking how to get through something, right? Once you get to the point where you can get to that spot to think, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So that's how I explain it to it, is like, it's a fun chess match, you know, not a boring chess match. Oh, well, something like that. Yeah. I try to get people to join all the time. Um, and you can lo- and you can lose weight, as you can tell by Matt. Yeah. Loses a lot of weight from jujitsu. What's <laughs> <laughs> your technique so good? You can be like a little chunky. And I know, shit. man. It's not fair but for you. Damn. Definitely, like keep the weight loss. Keep though. the weight loss. <laughs> keep the fucking Weight Watchers going. White belt. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> so derogatory. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fuck it, man. We're just, you know, fuck. We can fat shame. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's all in good fun. Being fat is unhealthy. We know that, yeah. Matt. And we're concerned for you. We are. Yeah. We're concerned for it's you, like man. My cholesterol for real. <laughs> it's a real thing. It's we're cool. concerned for you. I don't want to live forever. <laughs> so we're going to try to shame you as much as possible. It'll work. Yeah. Master's Worlds. Master's Worlds. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in for that shit. Maybe Beth will even cut a little weight for that one. Uh, yeah. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Well, if she starts working out more, yeah. and doing that, she it's gonna it's she's either gonna gain muscle weight, which yeah. weighs more than she'll either have to go up, yeah, one That'd because be she's cute. gonna get muscular. God God damn, she get her fucking yoked. <laughs> and now that they don't yoked. test the steroids, <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, get her on fucking yeah. steroids. Oh shit, <laughs> grow a little beard. Be she's her voice is gonna change. I'm gonna bring it. Yeah, she'll have like Trevor voice all the time. She's gonna Jill come sit next to me at dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yep. Is this it? I think that's it. Is yeah, that all I the questions? Beth, Do you think you packed enough snacks? Yeah. What yes. About Jesus snacks? Christ! <laughs> I packed way too much. Feels so hungry. <laughs> God, I was so. Were you guys making fun of me of all the snacks I packed? No, I stole no. your pop tarts. So uh, no. Okay. <laughs> no, we. I had more in the car. I would. I would definitely. Pack differently snacks, mm-hmm. but I'm glad that we. And some do people what we don't do. bring stuff. Yeah, you know, I mean, like Chris, he forgot. Like I'm, like he had like one small little tiny bottle of water. Oh. He's out there and he worked all night and then drove in and I'm like, dude, like, so we always bring like extra. Yeah, I would um, definitely bring. I wouldn't bring as much water as I brought because I brought like a case of water and yeah, I didn't know what to expect the at the phone. hotel and. Yeah. But I would I would bring um, and knowing I can bring stuff in, I probably get a a Yeti cooler that I can roll, mm-hmm. so yeah, I can just yeah. roll that in for everybody. And I like bringing snacks for people and making sure everybody has food and stuff. So you know, yeah, always for Masters Worlds, like we have a rental car. Usually we get there, and the first thing we do is like go to Walmart. Yep, and like stop, and it's cheaper too because you're gonna pay three dollars for that Gatorade at like the wherever the venue is. Fuck no, I'm not so doing it. So it's like, that. just go to Walmart and stock yep. up. I don't think we bought anything other than shirts at the venue. Yeah. We Masters Worlds next year, that's it. Man. We'll take a crew. Fuck yeah. We'll get old yeah. lady Heidi out there too. Old lady Heidi. 
It's adorable. Well, she'll at least hopefully have a division. Yeah. Masters World, she will. Yeah. That's the one place that she'll get it. Being so old in a black belt. Being so (laughs) (laughs) So old. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Being so old. Oh, best just the baby. The baby master. Baby masters. (laughs) Yep. Chow won't even be a master at that point. Oh, he's like an infant. He's a child. He's (laughs) such a child. child. Wandering in and out of conversations. (laughs) All right. So I have one more question. It's for Beth. Oh, no. What does it feel like to now be an upper belt? Actually, when you went to the bathroom, I was telling Matt about this. What's really weird is like other than Heidi I've never trained with a woman who is like as high ranked as I am now okay right so with the exception of Heidi I'm like higher ranked than anybody that I've ever trained with and that's super fucking weird oh yeah yeah that's pretty fucking cool man it's cool but it's also like it's strange because it feels like there's not really like context or like perspective. Mm. You know, I haven't, I haven't watched somebody go through that growth process in the same way that I, I've watched, I watched women go from like white belt to blue belt. I've seen that. I know what that looks like. Right. And so I knew like there was something for me to follow when I was doing it. Uh-huh. Um, and like when I got here, like they were brown belts, right. It, it was different. They were, it was just like a matter of time, you know, there mm-hmm. wasn't anything. It was going to happen. Yeah. And so there's, it's weird because to an extent there's like no example. Uh-huh. I mean, there is like the internet is large, <laughs> but like, but yeah. eventually there's not as many upper belts, females for sure. Yeah. Right. And then you, there's not even that many, Purple belts at the school, right? No. I was looking at the purple belt women brackets for Masters World, and they're even those are small. Yeah. Wow. Masters World was where it'll be out. And then sometimes you got to look like what Heidi will do, she'll look before. So looking at pans and looking at nationals would Mm -hmm. be the other two because they do have a Masters division. It's like Heidi will go back and look at the. So I did nationals last year the year before and she's like should i go and she looked back and she's like there's no one yeah. in the year before so why bother signing up the good thing about ibjjf though like if beth i mean it, masters world's 100 percent masters one there will be women that are purple belt easy yeah. brown belt even black belt that's why i had to go but you know looking back at the year back but also ibjjf will um they'll refund you if no one's in your division so if i go do I get bracketed with well, you're a white belt? This if I'm not, a, if for some reason it's two years down the road <laughs> and I'm not a white belt in two years, in two years, <laughs> not in a year in two years, I'm not a white belt and I stick with it and I happen to be a blue. Yeah. Am I, am I in blue with a 30 year old blue? It goes by blue? every pretty much five years. Okay. So I still would be in an age area yeah okay so it's like the year because so i'm masters three right now but it's my last year and i turn 46 in march so 
even if I signed up for something in February, it goes by the year in your birth month. So I will still be next year, no matter what, I'll be Masters 4. So for you, in three years, Masters (laughs) 4 or 5. I don't know. bitch. (sighs) Yeah, I did Masters 1 at the IBJF Kansas City in February. I did Masters 1. But you're not 30. But I turned it's 30 your, this year. That's why. Oh. So I'm the opposite. Yeah. Because when's you your turn it the 28th. Uh-huh. Yeah. So for me, it's in March. So I have to wait. Like, So even though like 45. So tech, like the guy I went against, AJF was 50. So he would actually, this will be his last year in Masters 4. God, I think he took year. his soul. Yeah, he's an old guy. He's like beating up yeah. Ron. God. Man. But or, like at AGF, there's only two female purple belt. Heidi looked it up. Two female purple belt or two female brown belts at the whole thing. They were both in regular division. Oh, last last weekend. Yes, this no past shit. Time. But it's well, hard to tell. But now AGF's going to go to where it's by belt rank, which can be good or bad. Yeah. So rather than experience, because we had people, you know, doing advanced nogi, which would it's better to go by belt rank because if you're a blue belt and you've trained for five years. Should you do advanced? I don't know. Or should you belong in intermediate? And right. then because it's going by time, so by their time scale. Um, so for Nogi events and even like with Beth and Heidi, like some of those sub onlys and other events in Nogi, it's a little bit different. Heidi will probably just do gi. She doesn't like to compete in Nogi that much. But uh but yeah, for for women in the outlet best like getting up there in rank, like you just have to find those bigger events. Were you surprised when you got promoted? I mean, I some of the things that Heidi said, I'm like, I knew it was coming soon yeah. after the tournament. Like, because she says something about like, well, like that's gonna be like right around the corner as the next step once we're done with this competition. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's cool. But I didn't expect them to be like that night. Yeah, oh, it was awesome. That was that was fucking great to be a part of. Just we still got to smash all of you. Oh yes, that was weird because I honestly like I. That's why I like I assumed it would just like be, be at a class or like we yeah. do a promotion day in like January or something. We talked about it. We're gonna put like we're gonna make a pot of anyone that was getting promoted, you know, so you could roll together and get a lot of rounds. It's just so difficult. Yeah. Yeah. There's some other promotions coming up in spring. You know, it's always like, you know, everyone's unique individual because, you know, for like someone like Josh, like how many 47 year old white belts are there? Like, so what do you like gauge it against? And even when he competes, he's having to sign up for regular division and stuff. like. And then, like you said, like being a female, now you're upper belt. And like in my experience, most people that make it to purple, and this is exactly what my old instructor said, you'll make it to black almost like 99%. I'd say like 90%, but most likely you will make it to black belt. I have seen people quit at brown before, but it's not very common. Because now she's done the work. Now it's just you're you're at a higher level at purple. And it's just and it's just like it's more. It's about honing the skills. Oh, totally. Like she, and you then, watch her compete. She has a game. She works all her transitions. Yeah. Where you watch the blue belts compete, and then you know, I mean, they have some good stuff, and they have stuff like areas definitely need to work on. Yeah. Well, 
so will I be able to, will there be people at age 55 for me to compete against? It goes up to seven or eight, I think. And okay. Could, so what had the good thing, like Beth's at that age, you know, cause you asked her about like being a higher bell and stuff like that. When there, I think it's grown so much. Like that's why I always, I recommended everyone do AGF nationals because you're an older guy and there were people in your division in gi, like in your age. Mm-hmm. And I think there was one in Nogi that moved to that regular division as well. When I like you could see they had the little icons if they moved somewhere. Mm-hmm. So there were people that had moved out of other divisions into that division. Most of them, I think everyone you went against was younger. But like Inman's dad's your age for sure. Yeah. And he was in like the absolute or whatever. So I think like as it grows, um, you can sign up. But like when Heidi and I competed at white and blue, they had a master's division. It was just 30 and up. There was no 30 to 39, 40 right. and then 50 so on. But um, I would just sign up in regular cause I started training when I was 32, but there was no, like there might be one other guy, but they just combine it anyway. They didn't even ask like AGF says, well, you move up or down whatever. Right. They didn't even ask. They just lumped your blue belt. Here you go. Right. But over time I was, especially being a guy, there's definitely like another, there's more guys like my age. And then Heidi at the bigger competitions, like once she got to purple, some of the smaller ones, it's just not worth your time to sign up unless yeah. you want to go against the younger. But AGF Nationals, there will probably be. But it's grown so big now that um, I think, like, you'll be able to find competition. Just like we're watching Masters Worlds, there's a lot of female black belts. They just, they're not going to go sign up for local AGF. Right. Or even okay. maybe, even when IBJGF comes to Kansas, in Kansas there's, like, I don't know, how you talked about, like, three female black belts. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's probably... I don't know, 20 female purple belts. I'm not sure, but wow. it takes so long to get it. Like there's probably not a lot. No. Okay. So Beth, when, when are you done with school here? Um, at least a year and a half, maybe, two, maybe okay. two and a half. It'll, okay. it's all going to depend on getting collections access and how lab work goes. Okay. Okay. So we got some time some time to train together. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. I look forward to that. I look forward to continuing this, this journey. I'm, I'm a little more inspired after competing. I didn't think I could get more inspired about jujitsu, but I continue to, to get inspired. And part of that's the community that I just, when Bryce showed me that video of me, mm-hmm. I could hear people in the background from the school talking and it just made me like, Oh, did it, oh, always oh, hurt. Oh, you know, just like watching me. And that just felt you just didn't, you don't think about that when you're on the mat that people are cheering for you and yeah, it's true. you yeah. know, you just don't. So that's just, just, I loved it. So just having fun. So who are you going to have on your podcast next? Jill had a really great idea of having, the um new promoted blue belts on all see if i can have them all on real quick so i've got to try to figure out how to get that together real quick and have those guys but those guys other than bryce we got matt um sam who was matt sam bryce there's one why am i missing matt sam bryce matt sam bryce matt sam bryce also beth Matt, Sam, Bryce, Matt, Sam, Bryce. I felt there was four. Probably was. I'm drawing a blank. We love you, whoever you are. Matt, <laughs> Sam, Bryce, Matt, Sam, Bryce. Am I just not Matt, Sam, Bryce? 
can't remember. Okay. Well, anyways, other than Bryce, they're introverts. Like Matt and Sam. Like that's why we both yeah. had to come on. So I have to figure out like how to how to manage that if I have them all on. Yeah. And having a discussion about their journey to Bluebell and newly, but I got to get that. Matt's super record. quiet too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bryce with the, like if it's of interest, like you talked to him about lift weight lifting yeah. or something. Yeah. So I think he'll help be able to help get those fellas out and we can talk about it. And Sam, Sam will chat after he gets going. So Matt too. So I think that that's my hope, but I got to get yeah. it quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jill and I are going to do a 2020 reflection. Oh, that's cool. That's um, a good idea. One. Yeah. So yeah, that's right. about Masters it. Yeah. Masters worlds. Masters no worlds. Oh, we'll fly. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, no, don't drive. Oh, yeah. All right. Gross. Hey, this was <laughs> this was fun, fuckers. Yeah. Um, and um, interesting. And we'll do it again. And um, remember, um, forging perseverance through strength and vulnerability. Later. Us. Us. <laughs>